I don't know. I was thinking about the daddies you were ogling in, on the uh, grocery line this morning. Oh, my God. They were just so cute. They were kind of adorable. Like, I would just, like, would love to ascend to that level of daddiness when I get older. But I can't because I'm not white and I can't. My hair won't gray. Your hair will gray. Have no. you seen Barack Obama? Mm. Is Barack Obama a daddy? Yeah, I think so. Would you classify him as a daddy? I would classify him as daddy. But he's just powerful. Like he, well, he's got the mom genes, so I don't know if you class him as daddy. But like, you know, I would actually date Barack Obama. Well, I would too. Yeah, and Joe Biden together. And Joe. Oh, oh, Joe. Oh, no. It's like a bromance at that point. It is. Bro- it's been a bromance. You know, like Barack Obama gave Joe Biden a friendship bracelet, right? Are you serious? Yeah. No, they like don't. A, yes, yes, yes. No, they he, don't. Yes, there's no, a thing. There's a thing. Barack Obama got a friendship bracelet from Joe Biden because every behind every strong black man is an even stronger white man pulling the strings. Okay, you just went there. <laughs> All right. I wasn't going to say anything around that. Uh, um, no, but like, yeah, so we were at, where were we at, Mariano's? We were Mariano's. Like, God damn, those daddies. They were, they were. Yeah, but that does make sense that it was like, because what we were talking about earlier is like gay culture is literally LaCroix and asking for p- pictures of puppies. Yes. Uh, those that, are two amazing things, LaCroix why, and puppies. Why is that the thing nowadays? Like why, like in any fucking like profile you see, it's like, show me a picture of your dogs or like, I will like picture of your dogs over you. I'm just like. Then date a fucking dog. Why are you on this fucking? Because app? unlike you, people like dogs. I like dogs. You hate your dog. No, I like my dog. I hate everybody else's dog because everybody else's dog sucks. My dog is fantastic and perfect. That you tell to go away all the time. Right, and he knows his fucking place. Yeah, when I tell point. him to go away, what does he do? He goes away. Ex- damn right, because yeah. he's what trained. Yeah, except, right. except around me, he just loves me, and I because I you like, like exacerbated. Because yeah, I know. I am a giant like puppy rolling around on the fucking floor with this dog. I am. He's adorable. So next time you come, you sniff his ass too. I don't want to sniff his ass. Well, you're a dog. You're a puppy. I'm a puppy. That's, that's weird. This is Interrobang, the banter and bullshit podcast with a bang. I'm Quentin. I'm Mike. And today's topic. Pansexuality with blue. Yay. Yay. We are so excited. We are just like, what? But first, supplemental tops. Yeah, supplemental tops. Okay, Mike, what do you... Oh, actually, I'll go because I have one that is very pertinent to <laughs> what has happened this week. First of all, Mike, you moving to Chicago has literally ruined fucking everything. Not everything. Fucking everything. I mean, not everything. Do you care to explain? Well, okay. So I'm going to... All right. <laughs> Because so, it has fucked everything. So uh, on uh, Tuesday this week, my uh, my life turned into a movie shot because I walked out with a bag full of shit that I was taking to my friends and uh, found my car on bricks with the wheel stolen. And uh, no way. Yeah, no, it was literally like on. They were they were they were stingy with the bricks. They used two fucking bricks, not not four. So it was like literally there were two bricks in the middle and it was resting on the nose and all four wheels were gone. And um. I'm that, trying not to laugh. It's just you wow. can laugh. I'm I'm over it now, but like fucking, it's not funny. But at the same, it's time, hilarious because you sent me that picture and I was looking at it. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You just sent me like a picture of. This your is the car. problem is that I'm one of those texters that text stupid photos and links, so everyone right. didn't take me seriously. And then they're like, wait, is that your car? And I'm like, yeah, it actually is my car. And then like it was a delayed reaction of like, oh shit. And I was like, yeah, I know that was me. Yeah, because I literally that was, was my like, sister. All cast and my friend like, Logan. What? Yeah. <laughs> so wait. So I have a question. So yeah. is your car a nice car or is it a shitty car? It's, it's nice. It's a, it's a Honda Civic. It's the sport package, so it looks kind of cool. It's and brand it's got, fucking new. It's though. brand new, and it has the it has the sport wheels, and that was I think why they wow. they took them. That is that is when I'm lucky that I have a really shitty car. I have a Ford Explorer two door. That's from like 2002. Oh my god, you have a two door Ford Explorer? Yes. That's like rare. Yeah, very yeah. rare. And it's like that someone hit my my passenger. Um, 
mirror and so it's like broken and taped back on <laughs> yeah, my gas just... my gas gauge opens at will so like people <laughs> people are always honking at me and they're like waving at me and i'm just like there's nothing i can do if i close it, it'll just flap right back open it has a mind of its own <laughs> yeah it literally has a mind of its, it's own sick. like it's hi sometimes like sometimes the door when it gets cold like the door physically won't open like none of the doors will open they'll free shut i've had to climb through through to the back seat through the two door to get to my groceries that are in the trunk because the trunk won't open oh my god and it's so yeah. old it has like the glass door like that you can lift oh like the glass, half like and half then you and can half. lift the entire thing so as you like if you were like have to like jump over the glass door and like have your legs hanging out to pretty get much into it. pretty much oh, i've done amazing. some weird things to make my car work yeah no uh um yeah so i i had it to i so i found it tuesday night it happened somewhere between Sunday at 3 and Tuesday at 5, so who knows oh, when. Because it was parked over in the corner for like two days, so like, I don't know how long it had been sitting there. I thought this was like you moved it that day of. No, this was like I, I parked it Sunday, a oh block from here. Oh, my fucking God. I parked it Sunday, and then I came back Tuesday to run errands because I went to work Monday on the train and came back from work Tuesday on the train oh. and just found it just like, you know, on two bricks, <laughs> like bags couldn't you four bricks how hard would it have been arrested on four bricks like seriously listen so, thieves aren't thinking about that yeah, let's be serious yeah so then okay so they stole four parts of your car yeah then the city of chicago decided to steal the rest of the car uh tuesday night because oh. they deemed it a hazard and dragged it onto a flatbed truck oh no and then dropped it in a tow yard how is it a hazard because apparently children in the area might be playing around it and might knock it over what? Yep, that was the line. Hold and on. So if you would have, so if you would have called the police and like made a report or something, would they I have did. Still given no. a shit. I, I I made a police report. I filed the police report and like every like a cop came by earlier apparently and made a note of it. Which why didn't you call me? And then I filed my police report and then a cop came by later apparently and was like, nope, dangerous. And then just drives it onto a flatbed. The actual fuck. Yeah. Wow. So. And did you find this out when you went to go look at your car again? And you were like, where is it? Or? Yeah, pretty much. No. So like. Wednesday morning, I was going to go get tires and, like, get tires on it and get it rolling to at least take it to a shop and get the rest of it figured out with insurance. Right. And I was, like, at 7, ready to go get tires, and I walked out there, and it just wasn't fucking there. So I had to, like, call 311 and then find out where it was, and then I found out it was a tow yard, and then I had to go to the tow yard. And that took you, like, three hours to find out where it was, Yeah, right? it took, actually, it was surprisingly fast. It took me, like, an hour. Like, but within an hour, I was at the tow yard. I mean, so like, wow. let's give yeah. props to Chicago to at least having it in a database that's easily accessible and they were able to tell you where the fuck it was. Yeah, it's true. Because I mean, it was like, like, easy, they easily could have dropped the ball and been like, eh, it's somewhere. Lost in the system right, for like it's a somewhere month. in the city. Good luck finding yeah, it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a I, game Right, now. here's yeah. seven tow yards it can be in. Yeah. It's Halloween. Fuck, I, you want to play a game? I had a... <laughs> find your fucking car. <laughs> uh, my cruise got towed in Houston and they towed it at 8 p.m. and they didn't register it was towed until 4 in the morning that after that later that morning. So I had to wait until then to find it. And at midnight, I was going to report it stolen because I was like, I don't fuck know where it is. And they're right. like, oh, yeah, it's it just took them oh, eight wow. hours to register it. I'm so happy that nothing like that has ever happened in my car. Did I'm pretty happen. sure if someone tried to break into my car or take parts off my car, they would take it off halfway and then like realize this is, it's what, rusted. What it's doing? not worth it. Like, <laughs> let me just leave it. <laughs> what am I doing? Just like, yeah. eh, I don't need this anymore. Yeah. No. So then, uh, you know, got my car, found it in the lot. I have a picture. I have lovely pictures of it on stand and then it's sitting in the gravel with no wheels on it. Uh, and then um, it got uh, taken to an insurance shop on Thursday. Um, fun fact about that is that I went to see it Thursday and get it assessed at the insurance shop right after I got told by my boss in an all-hands meeting that my office was being closed and I don't have a job at the end of the year. What? Which goes into the second part of my week as Quentin is dying with laughter over that there. That is a shitty week. You fucking week. masochist. Wait, I thought I had a shitty week. 
I think you might take it. Oh, I fucking love this. This is one of those few times where I actually am like, no, I had the worst week, and I'm not like calling privilege on that. I had a worse week. <laughs> like, like, but just yeah, no. So then I, I have um, I my office is getting closed, and I have until the end of the year. But hold on, let's 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 preface this. You didn't want to fucking be there to begin with. Well, okay, yes, I didn't. Okay, so I didn't want to be at this job to begin with. I had troubles with it, but it was just cushy, and I liked it enough to like, you know, not move. But like I, you know, was so now annoyed. you're gonna miss the cushiness of it. Oh, I'm gonna miss the cushiness of it. Absolutely. I would like, no. I would have just fucking left. Like you said, you wouldn't be leaving. Yeah, but like I made good money and I didn't you like find good money in another job. That yeah, isn't, but like that's but that work. cushiness. Mm, exactly. See? Like where I am now, like it's pretty cushy, and I get to like make my own schedule, and like for the most part, it's like me making my day. Yeah. And if if his job is like that, I wouldn't want to leave that. But then yeah, yeah the dilemma of like. Do you sit in a place where you don't like, or do you find somewhere else that's nice and See, not that's have cushiness? I'll just fucking yeah, leave. Exactly. Exactly. Like, so, I'll just like fuck cushy, fuck money. I mean, I love money. Like shit. Let's be honest. Like, just throw it at me on the street, please, if you see me. Yeah. No. So, uh, yeah, my week ended with the. Um, so that was Thursday. So Thursday, I found out I didn't have a job, <laughs> and then I literally left that all hands meeting, and I was like, I'm gonna go check on my car because fuck this day, and I left and like went checked on my car and came back at lunch, and I was like, well. And then I went home about two hours later. So wait, so it was parked at work and they did this? No, my car was parked a block from here in oh. Ravenswood. Yeah. Right. Ouch. That's yeah. I'm like, this is supposed to be like NPR's prime demographic. And exactly. there's thievery. There's car thieves Three, around. There's thievery afoot. Thievery afoot. So I live in the Jefferson Park neighborhood. Um, I live right by Red College, if anyone knows where that is. Yep. And my neighborhood is filled with all cops because it's the last street where people can live in the city. Mm-hmm. I shit you not, I wish this was a lie. If someone drives twice down the block, by the third time they drive around, at least two people will have called the cops and someone will have showed up wondering why, what was going on. Seriously? Yes. One time I had my best friend come over late at night and cops got called because it was a weird car and we were sitting in the backyard. So like we went through our our gangway Uh and I guess that someone across the street saw that and thought it was someone trying to break into our house. Oh my God. Which I appreciate the the sentiment, but like, like... Come on. It's like the last bastion of like city white people. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Like yes. South Side yes. or like, yeah, okay. That makes They're just sense. Like, this yeah. is unsafe because the yeah. car is circling around oh, so, more than once. Yeah. So my friend goes to leave, right? And I guess, I guess that the cops couldn't come until then. And so when he got into his car, they must have been like going around the area to make sure it was okay. When he got into his car, they were like, can we see your license and registration? And like, what? who are you visiting? And they like wanted to question him. And I was like, what? And then so he was like, I'm just visiting my best friend. Like, you can like call him and he'll like come out. And they made me like come out and be like, hey, like, yes, I live here. Like, here's my ID. Are you like, fucking serious? Like, is, is any of that legal? Mm, it's Trump's America. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But like, yeah. but I feel like everyone that works in the area also lives in our street. So it's like they have they're a just, stake in it. They like want to like, make sure their family's okay. It. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like if someone drives around twice, they're deemed a lost person, and it's either it's <laughs> like they, they they don't assume you it's, don't they belong don't, right? here. They don't assume that like oh this person could be lost and trying to find someone's house, right? Because I can tell you right now, when I get Ubers that come to my house, I've had Ubers come to the alley, I've had Ubers come to the to the other half of my block. See, and I I say the exact same thing when I see people like in the burrs. I'm just like, 
when this, the road like goes down from like two lanes to one, I'm like, you fuckers in this right lane know it's gonna fucking close, yet you ride it all the fucking way. It's like you are. I've seen you seen the same fucking car five times a week. You know this fucking lane closes. Get the fuck over. So I like I have this thing where it's like they easily could be like using GPS. They could be an Uber. They could be an Asian woman. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that was terrible. It was terrible. But it's like why like. I have that same thought, but it's like because I'm an asshole. But I get it. I yeah, can it's see just why. like a, it's a, it's a fantastic segue into like your rant about traffic. I liked there. It was pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Wait, so, so I have, a, I have a, yeah. a, a thought, a question, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um. So if if you will, um, yeah, absolutely. This week you kind of got fucked in the ass. Really did. Um, more than once. <laughs> so I've been waiting to ask this since the beginning of the podcast. Okay. Are we all tops here? Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you, don't um, you don't have to answer. I just wanted to say it. Well, uh, we're being hijacked right now. This we is, are being hijacked. This is right now, now in Carabang with Blue. This is yeah, exactly. We are the guests of our own podcast. Apparently, the tables have fucking turned. They have turned. Um, um Mike, go first. <laughs> I'm versatile. Mm, are you? I am. Are you? Yeah. Yes, I am. Now you are. I'm fairly versatile. Now you are. Yes, I am. Considering like nine years ago, you were like, nope. I was. I was a super top. top. I was a super top ten years ago. A super top. What the fuck does that mean? Okay, whatever. Powers. Whatever. Well, never mind. Whatever you want to do. Fuck you. I was. I was a strict top seven, seven or eight years ago, but now I'm versatile. Okay. You wanna? You wanna go quit? No, I'm asexual. I don't believe in sex. I'm gonna throw my pen at you. <laughs> no, I'm. I can physically you hit must you today. Answer the question I, in order to proceed forward. Yeah, really I am 100 percent versatile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but see, it's like I knew that. Like I wasn't well, like gonna yeah. like fake it and be like, oh my god, like because you secretly wanted up the butt all the time. You were just like, eh. I'm versatile. I, I've done both and I enjoy both. That's versatile. So, <laughs> you're like a born again bottom or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> I I, I, I I only topped and then I saw the light of bottoming and now I top and bottom. Ooh. You saw the light. Well, uh, yeah. so I've tried. That to means see it the hurts. Light. Born Sorry. again. <laughs> right. So I've tried to see the light. Um, in my life in general, I'm like super versatile and flexible. Yes. Um, when it comes to sex, I'm not. There. That's and fair. so I have said I wanted to verse, and I'm trying to figure out verse life. But verse <laughs> life doesn't verse want life. me. Verse life. Mm. Verse life doesn't want me. It's work. The verse life is work it's you know i would say verse life is like being the mother Teresa of gays like there's a lot of give and take you like i feel like i am actually giving and taking to the gay community literally giving I, okay, and taking right, to right, the gay right, community right. you need to just like as it, a verse you man you need to cut it with that high soaringness over there like just, this listen, is not a from this is not a highbrow topic high mother Teresa on over top there. of my the very large dicks that i've sat on mm, yes well the black hole of calcutta over there which is a relevant Are you reference. calling my ass a black hole of Calcutta? Well, Mother Teresa worked out of Calcutta, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, working with the reference. Where are you going with this? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it is it is sex. It's not... You brought Mother Teresa into a conversation about sex. That's what I'm getting That's at. That's unholy. That's impressively unholy. Isn't that just what I do? You introduce sex, and then I, then I introduce completely irrelevant things about that. Yeah, exactly. That is nothing to say. You know what he reminds me of right now? Do you, both of you watch Drag Race or know of Drag Race? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Willem? Do you know who Willem is? Yes. You remind me of Willem right now. How? I don't know. Because you're... Okay. So, Willem is like intelligent trash. Yes. Very. And she's very. like... She's very smart, and she knows her brand, but she's also like hella trash. Very. Like the whole yeah. transphobic thing she said the other day. That, that sounds like you. 
we are we saying are transphobic like, shit no no but we are like we are intelligent but hella trash i'm trash. like yeah i am a garbage human being not trash, okay classy. trashy you say in your trashy your, 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 your jeans with ripped with ripped cuffs and you always want t-shirt. to like talk about what i wear but you literally have like the same outfit just 12 different times a yeah, button up in jeans I, and right now i'm in like a black t-shirt and like walmart and one shorts so yeah and you would go out in public like that i would i do see often. and that's the right this is my people of Walmart outfit. Jesus, I wait. So, do you like wearing shorts? I, I love wearing shorts. Wait, I hate wearing shorts. I'm anti pants. Um, so surprisingly, you would think because I'm anti pants that I would want to wear shorts or like something that's close to not wearing shorts. That's what mm-hmm. I assumed. But I like wearing long pants. Really? Okay. I have never liked shorts unless I'm at home. I'm yeah. okay with shorts. I'm, I want shorts all the time. I I'm okay when it's like hot, but otherwise I'm like, no, I wear pants that are comfortable. I yeah. can't find shorts that look cute on me because I'm fat. That's a problem. That is a problem. Well, see, you only wear cargo shorts. I don't have, I don't have any cargo shorts anymore. Oh my god, you grew I up. No, I did. I grew up. Oh my god, you're not a terrible yes, gay anymore. I'm not a terrible gay. I'm, I'm oh still a ter- I'm still a terrible gay. I'm just slightly not. You get <laughs> that corner of that was clipped off back now. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll find some other reason. Um. So that was a nice segue. Um. Into the last thing. Uh, bad gays. Yes. Okay. Instagram. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Because that's where all the bad gays are. Come on, thirst traps galore. Really? Come okay. on. Like pictures of brunch. Thirst traps galore. Is that a hashtag you use? Thirst. I don't set thirst traps. What? What, what is a thirst trap? Some water for some thirsty hoes. <laughs> that is literal and also figurative and perfect. But I think Mike still didn't get it because Mike's not what, woke. Like, Mike's what, not like, woke. Is this? Is this Mike being woke? Am I gonna be? I'm woke, but I'm not woke to thirst traps. Okay, a thirst trap, for example, would be a quote-unquote indiscriminate picture on Instagram of say you just like you know laying in bed with like just a little bit of your ass hanging out. Oh, okay, being so like, this is like a, this oh, is like a just, come hither. You know, enjoying my Saturday night alone and like this is a come hither thing that's oh, like yes. you're trying to like okay. Oh, yes. You're cloyingly trying to get attention. You're like, I'm just going to talk about myself, but I'm not. Not okay. even talk about yourself. This is you like every like, grinder photo ever. You could even, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, but you, could, okay. but you could even like, it could literally be like you're at like a fucking, like just say like you're at a beach and like you have like those tiny ass fucking like thongs on and just someone takes one picture and that's and that's all you post with no fucking context. It's like thirst trap. Thirst yeah, trap. see this, this is uh, okay. I would never do that because no one wants to see that, including nope. me. Nope. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I, don't I have a nice it. ass, but I don't want to see it. You know, facts. But I bet. But I bet you that on that beach, you spent twenty minutes trying to take a picture of yourself. Oh yeah, and nature will be like, no, 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 no. Your arm is never oh, long oh. enough. It's always never long enough to like get the right angle. Exactly. That's why I love the pop sock I have on my phone. Yeah. I could take better selfies with it. Those things are legit. I'm not even. Like, They're pretty great. Not even gonna be mad at that. I was like, selfie sticks are stupid, but the pop socket, I can get behind that. I can get that. Yes. I can get behind that. Yeah. Um, literally oh but anyway as i was saying about in- wow we're like from pop sockets to instagram to, to bad gays oh my god instagram huh? so we're on an instant on an instagram i can't words we're on instagram now we are on the instagram apparently. so uh, we have one follower is yeah it, is it you i don't follow all of our social media well okay yowch you don't follow your own social media who's our follower shameless Can, plug. Wait, if we have one follower let's call him out like go look him up I know who it is. I'm not mentioning his name on this Why? podcast. Because he's a follower. Is it my name? No. Who is it? I'm not saying it. What, what's, read the username. They know who they are. I'm going to look up the You're not looking it up right now. We're who, moving on. Who are they? It's Gavmeister. Who is that? Okay. Well, shout out to Gavmeister for following Instagram. Thanks for that. I like your username, Gavmeister. Yeah. Exactly. He knows who I am and I, he's going to listen to this podcast. I know who he is too. And I'm just going to say, you don't deserve that shout out. I Well, I. I yeah. Ow. Oh. I wonder Something why. Something salty about this. 
don't worry. He'll send me send us hate mail. I want something. He'll send us hate <laughs> send mail. Send me hate mail. Right. Okay. Oh. oh, you're gonna get the second hate mail. So let's talk about another supplemental top. The fact that we got some hate tweets this week. Are we gonna talk about this? Uh, are we gonna talk about this? We don't need to talk about okay, this. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> we can talk about this. We later. can talk about the hate tweets. Okay, later. so we can talk about it later. Um, are they people that you know, or are they people that you don't know? Oh, Is the it people just I random? Know. They're people he knows, well, and so it seems like the people you know seem to cause the most problems on the online uh, things. So yeah, far. because like. Okay, well, I can just in a brief second is like that's the thing about like podcasting, blogging, or anything is like my life is my personal life and all experiences that I experience will be going on to things that I want to put onto the world. So to that, just because you feel like you are personally attacked by something, do realize you're the only one that's listening and know what the hell I'm even talking about. Mm-hmm. And if someone has a guilty conscience, that's when they're going to be like, "Oh, he's talking about me." Of course, yeah, pretty much. So that's really like what it when is. I write my poetry, yeah. I never tell anyone. People are always like, "Oh, oh is that about, write me? That about me? Oh, oh is that about me?" Oh my god, that's like, please if don't it be wasn't so okay. First you're of like, all, if it was about you. Um, I would pull a Taylor Swift and never ever tell you. <laughs> yeah, we are never ever getting back together. Yes. ever. Would you yeah. also dance with furries like she did in the music video? Yes, potentially. Okay, I'm still confused by that music video. Just sorry, it's a summer party, so I know. But it's they're furries. I'm sorry. Okay, not unrelated. <laughs> you make everything sexual. I w- they're okay. I didn't. I did not say. Okay, yeah, furries implies sex, doesn't it? I think she was I trying to not. be diverse by putting all the different people that she did. Yeah, like, exactly. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. Fair. She's a queen. Okay, bow down. All right. Bow down, bitches. <laughs> I just love this. I, that's going to be right. how like <laughs> thing, yeah. transition Alyssa, every segment. Alyssa Edwards, please don't sue me, but. <laughs> so uh, that transitions us into what? So this is our first ever interview that we're moving into with our wonderful guest, Blue Moore, who we would love to thank for coming onto the show. Thanks, Blue. Yay. Thank you so very much for popping our interview, Cherry, and apologies in advance for all the offensive shit we're probably going to ask you. I'm glad I can pop your cherry. Oh my <laughs> that needs to be. How like, many people got wet from that? I need that as a ringtone. Just tweet, tweet your level of wetness from one to. to oh yes. <laughs> from like, like desert <laughs> sand to rainforest. I don't know. No, to to you do underwear now. To tundra. Tundra, tundra, tundras are Arctic forests. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that. There's actually there's there a decent amount of rain there. When there the more know. you know. Shh. It's a little star flying. This is above. awful. We are terrible human beings. Okay. We are fantastic. What are you kidding about? I'm we're, not terrible. We're, like we're not nearly on topic, and it's not my fault this week. So I'm on topic. <clears throat> uh huh. So blue. Yes, our wonderful guests. We kind of just wanted to start this out with. I just have like one like. Major questions, like, get, like, you know, your overall thoughts so, and feelings like, about wait. something. What the fuck do you want, Mike? What? Wait, but we want you clips back because, like, we haven't explained why Blue's on here. I know. That's what I'm going to. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were doing good because you were going to ask a question. Yes, because I was going... No, actually, I wasn't going to ask a question. Oh, okay. No questions allowed. Oh, need to talk to your manager? I charge for those. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to bring Blue on for our discussion on pansexuality and non-binary-ism. There's not an ism after that. No. Dash ism. Um, see, because we don't understand these things. So we're, this is essentially Mike and I being ignorant on something because as much as we claim to, excuse me, as much as I claim to know everything, I don't. Right, because I do know everything. Mike knows little. And <clears throat> we figure this is a good way to have someone from the community who's lived this experience to actually hear it from their own mouth and not us try to generalize and do a piss poor way of actually trying to think about you know 
posit how these people are feeling, these people, how people are feeling in general about certain topics. So that's why we decided to bring Blue on. So there's a little preface there. So with that, um, I, I just wanted to get like your thoughts and feelings around when was like the moment or like, like, like for any like LGBTQAII plus person that acronyms are getting so long. Um, kind of like realizing who you are is always a process and it's never just like you wake up one morning like well i'm a fucking homo today it's like it's just it's always been a continuous thing that you kind of have to like you know navigate so like what was like your process of like discovering who you were so i had three realizations um and those are the three journeys if you want to call it that i went on but before i answer that question i just want to backtrack just a little bit um, just so we can define pansexuality and not binary. There's some lovely flashcards here, which I love, yes, by the way. Yes, I, I love cue cards. I always have to have cue cards. And this one I specifically need to read off of because I actually did a little research. Ooh, Mike doesn't know how to do fun. either of those so, things. Yeah, I don't know how to research. But really quickly on pansexuality, is it just pans? No. Like, are, are pots in there? Um, I like pots. Um, I like, what are those things casserole called? Casserole dishes? Yes, I like casserole dishes. You know, what are the... When uh, I was younger, when I was in Boy Scouts, I used to make oh, cobbler um, in these. Dutch ovens. I like Dutch ovens. But Dutch <laughs> ovens sounds like it should be a. Is that a? That is a thing. That's a thing. Okay. Well, well no, that's the thing where you fart under the blanket, then you. <laughs> yeah, that's the, Dutch oven. But yeah. the only thing I don't like um, are those like flat pans that you cook pancakes in. Oh, okay. I always griddles. Fuck them up. The griddles. Your, your yeah, those griddles. I always okay. fuck them up. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, okay. in a good way. So, uh, all right, all right. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, the actual definition yeah, of pansexuality. So, pansexuality, it's not limited to a sexual choice regarding biological sex gender or gender identity and so in a way it expands on bisexuality and it opens it up to everything and then non-binary just refers to um your gender however you express it whether um it's exclusively to male exclusively to female um androgynous something in between or it doesn't even have to be one and so i have this quote here it says um pansexuality falls under the bisexuality umbrella and according to sexologist dr carlin costa um, is the sexual, romantic, emotional, physical, or spiritual attraction to people, regardless of their specific gender identity or sexual expression. And so Dr. Carlin also goes on to say, um, pansexuality is about recognizing that as people we've evolved, thus the language of love and relationships has also had to evolve and become increasingly inclusive. And so I actually pulled this quote from Cosmopolitan. Um, <laughs> I, I tried Amazing. to find the exact quote of where she said this, like thinking it was other places. Mm -hmm. But if you want to find out more about her, you can go to www.drcarlen.com. Nice. But I thought that was okay. like a nice little yeah. tidbit to like Pretty have good. to think about. So with, so, so like, is it really, like, I feel like pansexuality is like human sexuality to like the highest evolved form. Yes. Because like, there's a lot of like, so things, a lot of things you mentioned were like, gender expression or like gender identity is like could you like i'm not sure a lot so, of people know exactly what that is what, so <clears throat> pause mind explaining a little bit more about that i i i think we both know what it is or all, unless mike doesn't know what that is well no i was gonna say so what i'm imagining in my head is that this is basically you're taking all the venn diagrams away pretty much yes okay yes you're taking them all away so then how so then if if that is the case isn't it like i feel like it's a, a lot harder isn't it to like for me or like an average Joe to comprehend like a pansexual person, it's like, because everyone just wants to put everybody in boxes. And it's yeah. like, so what is it that 
what if there were no boxes? That's right. Why, is that so? In the, yeah. In, so is, that's why I like pansexuality because yeah. there are no boxes. But at the same time, that's my experience, and I don't want to say it's the majority of people's experience because every pansexual person identifies themselves as differently. Right. And so for me, I take away all the boxes. Is that hard for people to actually grasp and understand? That sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. How do you explain it to them then? Like, how do you get like? Do you have you have you ever told a person that and then? they didn't understand it and how did you make them like actually like have a come to Jesus moment or if they ever did? I think that most of the people that I've told have, they've understood it for the most part. And if they haven't understood it, it's not because they can't grasp the concept of pansexuality or non-binary. It's just that they don't accept it. Oh yeah. Which thankfully I've, I've had a handful of experiences and they have not been negative, which is great. It's been That's fantastic. It's been like, uh, well, I understand it. It makes sense, but I don't believe in it. And so, like for example, Blue is not my legal name. Um, and so I have a friend from college, and I won't say her name, but she knows who she is. And it's not because it's anything negative. I just don't want to like put her business out if she doesn't want it out. Of course. But we have a really great friendship, and she just because of her religious beliefs, which I completely respect. Um, refrains from calling me blue. Really? And I and I, I I love it because she won't say my legal name. Uh, and she'll leave it to me to introduce myself. Okay, so she at least gives you the opportunity yeah. to be like. And so she's not gonna. Yeah. So that's why I love our friendship because even though she doesn't, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't fully agree. Maybe she doesn't get it. Maybe for whatever reason, though, mm-hmm. she has that much respect for me. That she's not going to be like, oh, hey, this is insert legal name. She will leave it up to me to say however I want. That's the right way to do it. I feel like it's like let live like let other people be as they want to be. Yeah. Right? Like you express yeah. yourself the way you want to express yourself. I'm not going to impede on that. Basically. Yeah. And I like it because she she supports the LGBT community, but okay. she doesn't necessarily understand my decision. I don't want to like misquote her by saying that. Mm-hmm. But our friendship is better than many of my other friendships that I have. Mm-hmm. And I don't see her that often. But when I do see her, there's like no hate, no awkwardness, nothing. It's just what, like, it's like I haven't seen her in two days. But really, it could have been like four months, five months. So yeah. with all the people who have like, that weren't accept- accepting of your revealing, that's what I kind of feel like saying now. Like, it's like, a re- it's, we're revealing, excuse me, it's like we're revealing a part of ourselves and not nearly like, I think we should like step away from the whole coming out thing and it's just like I'm revealing a cause, like that's the whole like post gay thing like like Mike you were mentioning this you're like we should not have any more like coming out stories it's like we don't no. we, we need to be past that and I think we should now move away from using that coming out language as being like when did you reveal this part of yourself because <laughs> it because like it is something that we've like hid amongst ourselves of any right. LGBT person that we're now feeling comfortable enough to reveal to someone else and share with them so what I was gonna say with that uh, blue was would you think it'd be easier to other people to understand if you said you were just gay or bi instead of pansexual? <sighs> I know a loaded question. <laughs> it so it's like a hypothetical. Yeah. Yeah. So it potentially. Okay. Um, and nothing against gay or bisexual people, but I don't like labels. But in the same vein, I want I want the door to be open for people to understand how I feel. And for people to be educated on the matter, whether they agree with me or disagree or don't understand it, with respect to them, like, they have to sit there and process it. 
Right. If I tell someone right now, hey, I'm pansexual, non-binary, blah, 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 and I explain it to them, I don't expect them to go, oh, aha, oh, yeah, I accept it. I expect people to, like, sit for a second and be silent and not Process say anything it. or, like, want to pull me to the side or want to text me later. And so I'm I'm sitting there like, you don't have to understand it right now. Right. You can ask me questions. We can talk on the phone. You can text message me. We can meet in person. Like, whatever it is. That is such a, like, different experience that I have, like, not even thought about. Or maybe, about something that people just don't get completely? Yeah, because it's, like, like for us, because like, Mike and I are gay, and, like, we'll be, like, whenever we, I, I, I'm speaking for you, Mike, but by all means interject. Gee, thanks. Whenever, as I usually do. Whenever I, like, tell people, they're just, like, oh, okay. And, or it's either, oh, okay, oh, I didn't know, you don't seem gay, as I get, like, 20 times. Or it's, like, very... Eat, like I was saying in the last episode, it's, it's accessible and very like uh, people understand gay, people yeah. understand lesbian, people relatively understand bisexual, yeah, bisexuality. But it's like I've never actually had to think about like people the the amount to process the like first of all for them it's just jarring. Come be like you're not the expectation that I currently have. Then it's like oh you're gay. They're like okay I have so, concepts of that. Right. I guess the question I had is like when I so, so this is the problem with boxes. Right. This is the immediate problem with boxes. I is I'm doing this thing of being like, well, what's it like and trying to draw a boundary around Mike it? Likes like boxes. that's I like boxes and spectrums. But in my head, I heard you say like, or I heard you say like, pansexual for you is something specific, but you don't want to speak for all pansexual people. So is pansexuality a category onto itself in terms of like, you know, like I was saying with the Venn diagram thing, where mm-hmm. it's like you're you're saying you're attracted to basically you don't have any any sort of class you're attracted to you're like there's no there's no man no woman no genders that you're picturing it's just everything and it's, and it's very at the moment right yes uh and so is is pansexuality sort of a category unto itself or is it more of a description that you're n- refusing to put what you have attraction to in category you know what i mean like like bisexual means a thing and it's 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 like one end of the spectrum or, or sorry not bi actually like but like gay means one end of the spectrum but like pan i feel like is, is basically saying like fuck your spectrum i'm gonna do what i want right yes and pansexuality is his own category and that's why like what you were saying quentin i refer back to bisexual because that's what people for the most part understand right and so i use bisexual as a stepping stone to explain pansexuality how does how does that work how would that work like if you're if you were just telling me like if i was telling someone so uh if they found out or if they asked about it or whatever it was i would just be like oh hey i'm pansexual and then I give them a second to think about that because I'm sure they've never heard the term before. Right. And then I'm like, do you know what bisexual means? And then I'll like gauge how they react verbally and non-verbally. And then I like say, okay, well, you know what bisexual means? Bisexual expands on pansexuality and it opens it up to any, any gender, any expression, anything. Right. And that's how I'd explain it. And I, I would take it from there and then down the line, explain what non-binary means. Because then it helps them connect the two and two together. Which is the more difficult one to explain? Or do you think it's most difficult for people to comprehend? Pansexuality is the easier. Okay, that's what um, I was thinking. Non-binary is the one that throws people a little bit. It just takes me back to like, under like I, for the longest time, I feel like I was relatively narrow, a narrow-minded gay. I was like, there's just, you know, there's men, women, gay, bi, trans. Like, I was all, I understood that. But the whole, when we came to, like, non-binary or, like, gender performance or, like, when we started getting academic about it, that's when I actually started getting a better understanding of, like, okay, all this shit that we've been, like, grown up to, like, a believe is all full, just bullshit. 
mm-hmm. where it's like and and that's where this whole like disconnect comes from just like like our parents generation or people older than us we're just like no it's always been this that and the other. it's always been a man and a woman this this that whatever and it's like but not really because of x y and z and i do believe that it's it's not a concern of straight people to try and understand how gender is fluid and and, and non-binary and mm-hmm. i think that's the that's like the major fucking problem is that it's not it's not a concern it'll never and it will never be a concern because that's something they don't have to worry about no and it's non-threatening until they make it about like it's threatening to children or it's threatening to like our establishment of marriage and all this other all this abstract shit oh well, yeah that they want to make concrete absolutely uh so i guess non-binary what is yeah explain that a little further so non so non-binary came from me looking into drag and drag queens and trying to figure out that end of the spectrum because it always interests me i was always an entertainer i've been entertaining all of my life i've loved theater and so non-binary came from this like well i never i never felt like a man but i never felt like a woman okay and so i went through that phase like am i trans am i not trans like what do I feel in my body? Like, what does it feel like? And then I came to the realization, like, fuck that. Like, I don't have to choose one or the other. I can do both. I can do whatever I want. I can be androgynous. I can be on the dude end of the spectrum. Or I can be on the chick end of the spectrum. And it doesn't matter. That's, I don't know, Mike. What do you feel about that? Yeah, so I, I think that just, I think that fits. I, th- I feel like pan and non-binary kind of go together. Yes. Although, I don't know, like, so... For me, at least, it does. Yeah, so... Um, Which is interesting, because that's not... Yeah. Because you... Again, I'm not, <laughs> just bringing everything back to, like, like the dumb version, because, so, like, I'm playing <clears throat> dumb dumb gay boy here. Whereas that, it's easy for... Playing? Fuck off. Where it's easier for, like, if you're a gay man, and you are only attracted to gay men, it's like, for then us, we subsect that even further, where it's like, you have the masculine and the feminines. Please refer to our previous episode, why both of those are fucking terrible things to yes, say about exactly. people. exactly. And twinks and twunks and otters and bears and the fuck's a twunk? lions. Twunks is like a muscly twink. You ever heard twunk? It's like hunky twink. Did you watch Did you watch what? this week's episode of Will and Grace? I no! did not. No. Is it in there? There's a reference in there to what you just uh, said. To twunk? Thought, to twunk? It's oh. like... Um, a twinky hunk? Um, what's her face? Karen? Uh, no, I wish it was Karen. Um, Grace says a reference to Jack, and it's something about like twinks, twunks, and something like that. And then Karen comes in with some crazy line. What? <laughs> I need to watch this recent. You have to watch this episode. Wait, can you? Um, you really <clears throat> need to watch this most recent episode of Will and Grace, both to y'all here and everyone listening. Um, I don't know what that episode is called, but I believe it's the fourth episode, and it actually revolves around a LGBTQ storyline. Isn't it the straight like, camp? Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. Spoiler I, alert! Spoiler alert! It's about straight cam and has Andrew Rannells and Jane Lynch in it, and I'm like fucking ready to watch. Oh this. my god, Jane Lynch! I Sounds fucking amazing. love Andrew Rannells. All right, but Sorry. so tunnel vision, tunnel vision, absolutely. But uh, so pan. So it's interesting because I'm thinking of like I for I for example have a friend, one of my exes, who um I would categorize as pan. Like we've talked about this, and it's like he is bisexual like he equally will like he will he will he'll sleep with women he'll sleep with men but he also will like sleep with trans people like he actually finds them all attractive and the more he's talked about it the more it's been like he's like i'm kind of bisexual closer to pan and so i know that there are some people and he clearly identifies as like a cisgendered male as far as the like you know 
gender and identity spectrum goes yeah. yeah but it to me it seems like i don't know pansexuality just seems like this thing of like you're just not and it seems kind of smart like like i'm very i'll speak for myself i'm very grounded in my in the in the in the status given to me right i'm cisgendered i'm man i'm very comfortable with the male stereo male archetype and the male maleness of yeah, things sure. right in certain aspects. and i don't have any I have very, I don't have any disharmonies with that. You know, there's some issues around the edges with like, you know, am I, you know, how, how I present myself and like, you know, societal things, but like, I'm very comfortable being a man, very comfortable identifying with it. So like I fit in that category very nicely. Right. But it, to me, it's interesting. It's like, you're basically being like, look, I don't fit into any of the categories. And instead of making a category for myself, I'm just going to sort of float above, maybe not above, but float Adjacent. between. But that's the fun thing about life though. Cause you can do that. You don't right. have to, um, Put yourself in any box. Check, 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 check. Yeah. Right. Or Venn diagram. But wait. wait. Sorry, go on. No. So uh, what's a, what does cisgendered mean? Cisgendered? Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, so cisgender is, if I tell me that Don't look wrong. at me because I have no fucking idea. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just asking because I want to make sure that everyone knows. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have this right. And you can correct me. Cisgendered means that you are, you are someone who was born and it behaves and basically if you're a man and you feel like a man and you express yourself as a man, you're cisgendered. Most isn't of the world is like, cisgendered. Isn't it the alignment of gender and sex? That yeah, exactly. The alignment. So, like, for bingo, yeah. man, I don't even know anything, and I still know more shit than you. No, yeah, both of y'all got both. Both of yeah. y'all got it though. No, it's a competition. Yeah. Say I won. <laughs> I'm not stroking your ego. Okay. The, the way I say it is that if you're a cisgendered, you are born and identify with the gender you had at birth. Yeah. Uh, no, so I was just thinking that it makes sense, though. I mean, it's funny because, like, I think that it's pansexuality is less of a it's 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 kind of interesting because it's it's both a choice of like who you're attracted to but it's also this thing of like you're choosing a different frame of your life right right like that's, i feel like it's yeah. reframing like it's a total reframing of it right and i think that's what a lot of people have trouble with yeah where it's like i don't really care about the label of like male or female or you know boy or girl or whatever you want to call it it's just like i attract i like who i like and i'm i float in the spectrum and i i am what i am at that moment right yes and that's why, like, yes, sure, I'm on Grinder, and I should know better. But we all should. a lot of a lot of the times when I'm on Grinder is when I get the most judgment for pansexual and or non-binary. Not, really. I am not surprised by that because gays are terrible. Oh no, I'm not surprised, but I always love mentioning it because it's just interesting. There's not a option to select that on Grinders or any. Is app. there? It's like know. for under like let me go check. under like interested in well there's like interested in there's but like no yeah it's, no because they're like specifically gay it's all it's all gay oriented why isn't yeah. there like baker or like uh griller or something else that's like for pansexual people like there could be a huge there's like a, a dating app pun thing that'd be how fantastic. long were you sitting on that one um phrasing and uh that just came to me about two seconds ago Jesus <laughs> actual uh, so, phrase. Um, so it doesn't actually, let's see. Blue's actually checking right now. Um, so it has, there are tribes in there and it says bear, clean cut, daddy, discreet, geek, jock, mm. leather, otter, paws, rugged, trans, and twink. So and trans so, is in there. Yeah. So trans is in there. Yeah. But they don't have like forward, a, gaze. but they don't have anything that's like pansexual or non-binary. Um, but I also find it sad and disheartening because it has trans in there. But a lot of trans people um, get a lot of shit from people uh, when they're on there. Seriously? So much shit. Like, uh, one of my friends is trans. And from what I've seen, 
through that lens and through other people's, trans people are not accepted on Grinder. I feel like because, and I've said this before, and I'm in like I think I'm okay with taking up like the temple of like shitting on gay people because I I'll just shit on people who are terrible. Like and that, like, and I had a realization about this other day. You just shit on people in general. No, it's like if you're real. a terrible human being, I'm gonna shit on you. It's like there doesn't matter. It's like oh you're like what was I talking about you Mike the other day and I was like oh yeah the some women I know are just terrible like women. It's like they're oh, just yeah, terrible you were just people. Like, you were just complaining. Like, you were just complaining in general about women and the women that you were dealing with at that time. Yeah, it's like they're like it's like but it's not misogynistic to call some like they're just terrible people. Like like yeah. gays are terrible. Like there are terrible gays. There are there terrible every there are terrible groups of people in any whatever you want to slice it. Well, I mean, I feel like it's also one of those things where it's just, I mean, just a bunch of straight people who don't understand trans people is just as bad as a bunch of gay people who don't understand trans which people. Which is yeah. what everyone, which you know? is, and that's what I love pointing out is that the gay community, like the the majority of this mm-hmm. minority, aka gay lesbians and probably bisexuals, I would lump them in on the group, are the probably the most mis do not understand anything past that part in the acronym. Yes. Well, yeah, but it's also the thing of like, why are we, it seems like lumping us all together is only productive because we're like the others, right? It's basically straight and everything else. And we all got lumped into one acronym that was like, well, you're not straight. So you're all together, even though our perspectives, our ideas, things we're fighting for are different, right? Yeah, well, they're, and, they're they're all together for one major cause, which is equality yeah. for everyone. But, if but, but, everyone but the major cause yeah, is but if we want respect, straight. If we want respect, we have to respect one another. Exactly. And so what right. what's so disheartening to me is that, okay, if you are someone who is a cisgender male on Grindr and you are not into someone else that's on the spectrum, if they message you, just say politely, I'm not interested. If they don't message you, why do you need to reach out to them and say something nasty? Side fact on that. Go ahead. So my minor anecdote, you can edit this out probably. Uh, the I had I haven't had many shitty people on Grinder. Like I've had shitty conversations, but I haven't had like outright hostility. Again, white male privilege. I love it. But um, the one time I did was the one guy that was like, "Oh, you're really cute. I really liked you until I read your weight because I put my real weight on there. I'm 265 pounds. Like I." put my weight on there and i was like and i was just like what the shit dude and i i I responded back with like okay great well thanks for telling me and i was just like being like real shitty and he's like oh yeah i mean and i was just like and then i responded like why did you go out of your way to specifically tell me this thing like why did you go out of your way to tell me that i was not ideal for you like what does that matter great we all have deal breakers and things we don't like about each other and that's fine keep them to yourself Right, like it's fine to have your own opinions, that, but when you're just actively pushing yeah. them in on people, that's fucking terrible. And it's ignorant. Like, okay, yeah. like I, I don't, I don't expect you to automatically like me. I'm messaging you so we can find out if are we, we compatible. Do your preferences meet my preferences? And it's okay if they don't. And just don't like, be a yeah. dick about it, right? Yeah. And so to to talk about the weight, I have my real weight. I don't give a shit. I'm not. Yeah. What am I gonna? What is there for me to lie about? Because then once I meet that person, if I ever do. It's going to be that awkward, like, oh, shit. It's like... Like, yeah. yes, I have a bald spot. Yes, I am fat. If you don't like it, oh, move on. Yeah, yeah that's, pretty that's much. There's another twonk next door. <laughs> another twonk next like door. The, is that the, the, the word for this episode? Twonk. Uh, twonk. Twonk, never twonk in the trunk. It. Do you like twonks? I don't... No, I'm not, I don't like twinks. <laughs> yeah, you're more into the daddies. I'm daddy bears, otters. You need, a, I need, like, hair. Yeah, daddy bears, otters. Hair a little lines. bigger. Because, like... Twinks are bitches. <laughs> Says the twinkiest person the entire, in the room. Fuck off. <laughs> Not Sorry. <that> <laughs> Sorry. 
the, no, yes, more self hatred. No. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's um, yeah. As I say that, it's like fuck most of Boys Town. Um, like Mike, you're bringing this up about like non-binary and how like being compatible pansexuality is. Like, I think we need to like take a step back and like people need to realize that they're not the same thing. One's a sexuality, which is romantically and attractive evolved people you want to be romantically and sexually involved with the other one is gender identity which is how you choose to perform your gender outwardly right which that sentence right there most people are just like what the fuck did you just say so i see that blue has some lovely flashcards on this that he could read for some definitions what do i have you have gender and sexuality oh yes oh yeah look at that Wow, stop looking at my cards. They're only for I, my eyes. Because Mike needs more cues. He's using your cue cards for his I, I, cues. Well, I mean, like, I was like... He's using your like, cue cards for his cues. You're summing it up in layman's terms, but I'm like, hey, Blue wrote these down. We could have to see what they yeah, wrote so, in the thing. Okay, so sex is the genitalia a person has. This can change or it can stay the same as you were born. Some people are intersex, which means they don't have male or female genitalia. Gender means how you express yourself masculine feminine androgynous or something in between and i was like adding or something in between because there's always going to be an in-between yep and then sexuality you were born with it so you don't choose it it's just a part of who you are whether it is physical uh physically emotionally and sexually attracted to males females both or anything in between okay so everyone listening probably majority of you are probably gay or somewhat on the lgbtqia plus plus yeah um a part of that acronym these are, and I'll a corporate to to you people as well as all the straighties listening. These are these the these are things. Yeah, that's what they're known as straighties. These are things that are now becoming fact of in our day and age. And the easiest thing, and I, it sounds like I'm like forcing people. The easiest thing is like to accept that these are the things that what we're coming to, but become educated on it. And educated on it. And that's what it took for me to like actually be like, what does this mean? Like, what is, how is gender performance? Like, no, it's not, but it is like just taking, but again, take the time. If you have some, if you are on the street and you see someone, you're just like, oh, look at that tranny fag, whatever. Like check yourself. First of all, you piece of shit for having that thought. Secondly, if it is something that you're coming with contact with regularly, like try to want to gain some understanding on it because education is really what gets rid of all these stigmas and myths and misconceptions about things is just it's just education but no one wants to put in the opportunity and time to actually bothering to learn anything mm-hmm. okay so that's my psa let's move on to more sexier shit um, well, well okay one last thing i was going to say which is interesting that now you bring it up was uh, another anecdote which was um recently moved here um went up the street there's a farm the table restaurant which is again chicago to the best of it like right um, but in there, there was a there was a person who I, I don't know what, what person identified as our waiter um, was male presenting, looked like a man mostly. And he had lipstick on, though, and like it was actually really good red lipstick. And, like it was very like there's some features of him that were sort of like feminine. Like it was like he had lipstick and makeup on, but it wasn't just like a. Uh, androgynous it wasn't androgynous like be careful you're gonna be like he he pulled it off well i knew that it wasn't androgynous like an emo look it was more of like it was like this this male male presentation with random feminine elements just chucked in and my mom my mom leaned over and she's like so why is why is he wearing wearing lipstick and i was like 
Because it's a cute color. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's because, what I would have said. <laughs> I was like, because I think he wants to. Like, I'm assuming he wants to wear lipstick. I have no idea why, but that doesn't matter. He wants to wear lipstick. He can pull it off. Like, go for it. And the, but it was funny because my mom had that when she's you know, 50, 60 something years old now. Um, had that thing of like wondering like why why would you want to be like not that thing? And I think there's that part of it also where it's like, you're when you're not fitting into a box. People get uncomfortable because they're like, I can't put you in a box. My and brain doesn't work with that. Right, exactly. My mom does that too. My mom, like, I'm, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. I'm like, I'm, there's no way for me to be in. I'm completely out of the closet. I've always been out of the closet, mm-hmm. but I've never been out of the closet to my family openly. Okay. And so, like, I've always been dramatic. Like, you know how I was in school. Like, I've always, I'm, I always have this theatrical flair to me. But my, par- but my parents have never questioned it. But then whenever we encounter someone who's trans or someone that doesn't fit like the, the boxes that my mom wants, mm-hmm. she lumps them up into one like a category to ignore. So that's why, like for me, I think the hardest part of life is going to be to coming out to my family if it ever happens. I think that's always what, mm-hmm. I think that's always what the hardest part is. Because I'm yeah. sure they have to know. Like They just have to know. If they don't know... I would be very surprised. Everybody does. Yeah. Everybody, and and then that goes for the whole like education part on it. And it's like hopefully with family they're a lot easier to educate. Not in that they're gonna get it easier, but they'll hopefully be more willing and acceptable to hearing this education. Mm-hmm. Of course, I say that about everybody, but damn well knows family sucks. Family sucks. <laughs> that's my hope, but it's like family just fucking sucks. Pretty much. Like that's just the the. Just, the sad story sort of sorts of things. I can't words. So anyway, like I said, let's get on to some sexy stuff. So we were talking right. about uh, Blue, you being on Grinder, and I wanted to bring this up because a also I'm like I haven't been on have been on the apps in a long time. How again playing dumb gay boy here? How different? Like you mentioned a little bit before, it's like but like how do you use Grinder for like? Like how does that work? Like not, how, actually, not, how does it work? How does it work? How does that work? I don't know. How, how does Grinder work? You what, what, go on it and so you get bef- ass. Yeah. Before that, what, what's your absolute choice besides Grinder? Are you on any others? I've been on OkCupid pretty much all of my life. Okay. Um, Who hasn't? Yes. Yeah. I've like I've kept my profile intact from the original, but I've like taken tiny things out, which is probably why I haven't had success on it. Because I guess if I might be popping up and like people might be like, oh, oh it's, it's the, the same, same person. Thing, gonna, yeah. I've changed my pictures, but the information has stayed the same. Has, it stayed the same. The only thing that's changed is how I identify because I've gone through three different. Does OkCupid okay have those identifiers on there? Yes. What? Yes. OkCupid okay, has expanded their. Am I signed in right now? Damn. OkC. Look at them being progressive as shit. Well, yeah, they're progressive as shit. They've always been that. It's great. I don't have that. Let's go look it up. Hmm. Um, and I'm also on Tinder. If anyone listening wants to find Blue and lives in Chicago. He'll be available on Tinder. <laughs> okay, okay, Cupid, Cupid Grinder. Where else would you like to be? And I show my real face. <laughs> oh, damn. Shocking. Okay. All my five chins are on there. <laughs> yeah. Funny face, you just you just happen to have whiskers like a catfish. Don't know where that came from. Yeah. Thank you. Um so <laughs> it's just wow. So when you're on Okay Cupid, <laughs> you click on No. So it says I'm interested in it says pick one and then you write me, men, women, everyone. 
I write everyone. And then it says basic information. It says I am dot, dot, dot. And then you click on it and it has straight, gay, bisexual, asexual, demisexual, hetero, flexible, homo, flexible, lesbian, pansexual, queer, questioning, and sapiosexual. What? Yeah. I almost think I'm a sapiosexual sometimes. No, you're not. Shut up. And what the fuck? And it gets even better. Ooh, look at this. So it says I am. Man, woman, agender, androgynous, bigender, cis man, cis woman, gender fluid, gender queer, gender nonconforming, hijra, intersex, non-binary, other, pangender, trans feminine, transgender, transmasculine, transsexual, trans man, trans woman, two spirit. I I think our goal is to find one of every type on OKCupid and interview them. That would be wonderful. Like we need to we need to get this whole spectrum interview. Th- isn't like this already that. like a stand-up sh- show? Like okay, Cupid Chronicles or something like this. Uh, we well, I mean, that's called hashtag date me. There you it's go, fantastic. that one. Yeah, it's great. It's a second city. I saw that's, it in the I was like, recently. isn't this a thing? Yeah. And then you can also check off on there. I don't want to be seen by straight people. What? That's fantastic. Because they suck. And I, well, think, I, mean, I think that that has been there from the beginning. I have because ne- I think that their algorithm sometimes would get out of whack. Yeah. 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 I have never. I am like, like kudos. I'm like. Off mic clapping to OKCupid. Okay yes. If anyone I've, who's listening to this has worked there, like I'm going to give you a high five and a hug. I've had three successful relationships oh, wow. from OKCupid. Okay I've had, I've had, none. including my first one. You've had none? No, from OKCupid. Okay I think a lot of people don't no. respond back on OKCupid. Okay it was grinder, by the way. I know it was grinder. No one heard any of that. Yeah, it's grinder. Well, no one's going to hear any of that. No, no OKCupid okay is not grinder. No. Mike and I are muttering in our breath. Um, uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> into Mike. <laughs> um, I, I actually had some success on OkCupid back in the day. I see, but the thing for me is like I tend to like dive really like deep into like a app or like pro- profile, whatever, and like dating service, and actually try to like figure out if it works or not. And OkCupid was like one that like had a decent amount. Like, but I was also like living in the fuck middle of nowhere too, so that didn't help. Yeah. But it was like it's more like of a OkCupid is like a full rounded. Like, like yeah, there's a version okay, of a person. Seems, okay, Cupid seems to be more focused on like personality, personality. compatibility, questions like that. Their whole thing questions. was data matching. Yeah, they are good questions. That is the truth. That's that's why yeah. much of what I've had on there has not changed. Yeah, because of that. So then, okay, Cupid wants like your actual personality, a little bit about you, mm-hmm. right? But you can actually put too much on there. But then Grinder wants to know the personality of your ass. Because Pretty yes, much. because Grinder. I mean, I classify mine as perky. No, listen, Grinder is Uber Eats for asshole. <laughs> okay, that's a little bit. Like that's literally all it is. Uh, that's that's uh, that's like li- li- no seriously. Uh, yeah. I have no comment about that. We've been re- uh, listen. It's yeah. been reduced to literally you're just like let's see what flavor do I want today? Let's see Asian. Oh, yeah. it's a database query. Find all boys with this height with this race in like this like radius. And then you're just like, and how quick can it come over here? Thirty minutes or less, guaranteed. Like, this is like this that's is the thing of like literally what it is. This is the thing of like, how'd you meet? Well, I put Jew and under twenty five into my dating filter this week. <laughs> and you popped up, and you popped up. And here up. we are, as you're blowing yeah, me. That's J date. Uh, <laughs> I should but, try. Are black people allowed on J date? I fucking love you some Jews. Um, <laughs> Jews, Jews. Did you just call them Jews? Jews. Uh, okay. No, is that uh, worse? <laughs> One thing to note is um, there's a great book called Dataclism written by one of the founders of OkCupid where they take all the data from OkCupid and, and analyze it. And he does a lot of interesting trends and it's really fantastic read where he has things about race, gender identity, uh, you know, mostly re- mostly revolving around straight people because like OkCupid's data set, that's the only one they right. have a big enough set on. Right, right. 
Side note, another anecdote might get cut. Um, there's a fantastic, and you can pull this up, Quinn, if you want to pull it up really quick. Uh, there's, a, there's a fantastic graph I can draw it. Oh, they map out the... Um, okay, you know what? I'm drawing it, and you're going to listen to Who's this. Gonna you're gonna you're drawing it for who? For the three of you. We can Two of you. draw it later. All right, but anyways, there's a fantastic thing about uh, the three of us? relationships. The three of us. All right, you know what? Then I'll draw it later and take it off mic. You can continue your thought, at least. You can draw it. Uh, oh, wait, well, but there's... <laughs> Well, I want to see the graph. Nice. You can draw it now. All right. So, I mean, so if you if they, you can draw this the guy, same way you can count. This guy, which is a fucking yeah. <laughs> Jesus, we'd be here all fucking day. This guy, this guy maps out basically the age of the person. So right? he's drawing a graph here with an x and y axis. He so on the, on the y axis or on the y axis is the age of the person. And on the x-axis is the age of the person they most commonly interact with, right? I love visual and so this this thing is about like basically saying like if the, he's comparing men to women and he's saying women will typically seek out men of what age, right? On OkCupid, so like a thirty-year-old woman will te- seek out what, you know? And they're sort of mapping this out, right? And, and a female graph kind of goes in a straight line, and it basically says more or less like that. Uh, you know, a 30-year-old woman is going to seek out around a 30-year-old man. A 45-year-old woman is going to seek out around a 45-year-old man. Plus or minus a few, but it's going to be roughly equal to their age, right? I can see where you're going with this. And when he does men, it's like he does men, it does that. And it's basically everything is that men basically all seek out uh, 22-year-old girls, and they basically don't ever go above that. For everyone who's you know listening to this podcast and can't know, see very, his graph, this is this is a fantastic visual medium you guys of are course. missing. My scribble. Um, it's actually not that bad of a graph. Yeah, it but really I don't. Under, I, I don't like math, so yeah, me neither. It's confusing me. So, but what, what it's saying is that basically, like women, when they come onto OkCupid, look for men of the same age, right? Whereas men, when they come on OkCupid. Go for twenty-two-year-old so girls then if they, across the board. A forty-year-old man will be trying to message a twenty-two-year-old because girl straight men are fucking disgusting. I have said this multiple yeah. times, and he has in data that straight men are disgusting. But not all are. Not all are. Not all. Hashtag you can't not say all not all. Hashtag not all men. That's a great thing to do. Not right? all men are gross. Yeah, uh, but Thank there's you. the thing. Ninety-five like, percent of them are fucking terrible and trash. Yeah. There's the thing where he's like, <laughs> I have. He's like, I have it by data, women. Stop caring. You peaked the twenty-two. So what if this was like gay people? I could totally see that. Oh, we'd be just as bad. Would graph would be really? It'd probably be. Uh, Is it? Uh, would there be a daddy bump? Now there would be if this data was like going for like 2016 to like 2018. Probably. Like it would be. It would be like. It would be like. Eighteen-year-olds like looking for forty-five. It'd be like it this. Would be. It'd be like daddy, same age. But I feel like the, going the, out thing again. Of, the thing about that though is that I think the people of the LGBT LGBTQ um, alphabet soup. What alphabet soup? Yeah, alphabet soup clam are a lot open to dating people of like a, in a range. We, but the thing is, like, we were just talking about this today, though. Like, how you and I both were like, we wouldn't date much over the age of thirty-five. Yeah, but you would date. Would, would you date under? I would go under. So my like, what? I'm twenty-seven, and I would probably do between twenty-two and thirty-five. Right. That's, that's what I would do too. Right. That's exactly like that. That's yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I would be as well. But I feel like, yeah. like it's according to that information, that it's like straight people are like, I'm forty-five, and you date a forty-five-year-old. It's like. No, well, straight women. Okay, straight women. Straight men are like, I'm 45, need, I need to bang a 22-year-old. See, previous comment. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just feel like with the gays, it, it'd be, it's like, I don't, that graph would be just useless to look at because it's like we would be... It would be all like, over the place. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, like, there's some days I'm like, I'm looking, like, I would look at it and be like, oh, looking for like a 22-year-old. Other days I'm like, damn, that 35-year-old is hot as fuck. It's like, it is like, I don't know, that's just where like the preference, I think we're 
scapegoat is preferences like gay LGBT people preferences our preferences are a lot more just in general liberal than like the very conservative yeah, yeah. of straight as far as like social norms goes like we're a yeah. little more liberal in the terms of we are will date older or younger than us or you know interracial like stuff like that yeah is that still like a problem and that's actually a problem with gays too because maybe not as much anymore so uh, yeah but enough. I agree. but okay so um um so blue as as we were talking about before like this 30 minutes about the cut of this episode of his useless graph um how is it how is dating life for you we'll just go into that you can just dive down wherever you want it to is go at a zero right now um i use grinder for what people use grinder for of course um, i don't we need needs we have needs <laughs> i like i'm not i go on it a lot to like have conversations with people to see where it will go to see if there's going to be that one person that's going to want more than just bang, bang, right. bye. Which, mm-hmm. they exist. And so I'll do it every once in a while, but not often. So I have to really like the person and trust the person. Right. Which goes yeah. against what Grindr is for. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, we're looking at the wrong place here. That's why I like Scruff. Bottom of the barrel. That's why I like Scruff. I'm, I'm liking Scruff. I've always liked Scruff. Yeah, Scruff. I went on it years Scruff. ago. I think I should try again, but I'm not sure. I mean, it's a very particular subset of gays. Because I don't know if I want to just give up on dating or... So then, would would you be asexual? I'm asking questions because I don't know how this works. That is a very great question. Um, I just think that I would just not date unless I met someone. Like, I wouldn't actively Uh, go on anything. Being, like, celibate, whether whether intentionally or Or unintentionally, is not the same as asexual, though. Like, asexual is You have no... Yes. Asexual is a lack of sexual attractions. I actually but, have a but friend who's asexual. But isn't that what? I have a friend who's asexual. She she like okay. Say this for later. We're hammer on the podcast. Thanks. Okay. Perfect. Actually, okay. I can interview. We can bring Jesus. it up. You. When I ask you to do things and you're just like, oh, by the way, I have this friend who's asexual what? in a podcast episode. Well, just we were talking about asexual. We're you're, talking about sexualities in this. What like. You're like your brain is is ram. You're just like I need to be thinking about the thing we're talking about. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know that it exists. There needs to be someone sitting here taking notes on everything that he yeah reminders yeah because yes. my my brain doesn't have the ability to do that. No, I, I do not have any any consciousness of where I'm at. I just know where Carrie I Carrie posts this with you. So with with dating, I guess it would go, like what would your like preferred partner? I hate saying but like, word, but I, like I guess go on. I'm. I'll do this first, and then you can do your thing afterwards. That's how this works. Youch those eyes. <laughs> those they were. Those were some pretty. Fuck. I know. It's like the fifth time I've done it. It's this like episode, I'll yell I've at you with my you. eyes, and they weren't working, so I'll yell at you. I've interrupted you with like my twelve mouth. times this episode. Yes. Do we have to have a talking stick, and whoever has the stick can only talk? Yes. Can actually... it be a dildo? No. Oh my god. As we long need a talking as, as long dildo. as it's not a purple one that's large. Because he has a purple one that's large. I do oh! not have a purple one that's large. Okay. Okay. It's black. <laughs> good job Kim okay. Kardashian okay. I'm, good job Kim I'm, I'm Kardashian. getting us a talking dildo by the way that's happening no we're not yes that's happening why because does it need to talk that's fine well no it's the dildo oh, wait, wait, wait. Well, see, okay okay why does it need to talk I don't think I will ever be churned on by a, by a dildo me neither Um, how many years ago I don't remember how many years ago but someone that I was dating brought a dildo over one time wait what Whoa. and he had it in like a plastic like a a like plastic a, bag that you should get at the mar- uh, at a supermarket, and he pulled it out and was like, "Oh, we should play with this." What? But it wasn't like in a sexy. Not, I, 
it wasn't in like a sexual way that he introduced it to me. Were just he like kind of just like held it in his hand and was like, we should play with this. And then because it was a big one and he was holding it like this, the top of it just kind of fluttered everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, what am I? I'm like, I didn't know what to do with it. I am not into toys. See, I'm into toys. Yeah, because you're a I child. I want to be into toys. Because you're a child. I want to be into toys, and I want to be a child. I want to, but be... I think that that moment scarred oh, yeah, me, not, and yeah, I like, like have to get over it yeah, because a... every time I see a dildo now, I imagine that fluorescent purple dildo oh, that had veins all over it. Oh Jesus! That, like, I, I was just holding it. Like, what? Like, what am I supposed to do with it? I was nervous, so I held it like further down. Like, <laughs> it could have slipped out of my hand, and I was like, "So, what am I supposed to do with it?" And it just Flop kind around. of like flopped, <laughs> like flopped everywhere. It's like you're just like shaking each other's hands. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hey, nice to meet you yeah. with my giant. And yeah. he just put, like how do you how do you just dildo. pull it out of your backpack like that? We were still yeah. fully clothed, like it's it like, didn't get there yet. Yeah, it wasn't like he was like, oh, like I have this, we can use it later. It's like there's a little bit of introduction necessary before you're just straight up like, hey, let's it's use toys. this giant thing on me. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, you know, there's a game that there's a bar somewhere that does darts with those. They have they take smaller ones and they play darts and you chuck them at the wall and stick them. I'm just uncomfortable with seeing penises outside of sex. I think that's really what it is. I, see, I don't want to see it. I see. I, I don't care. I think that's. I think that's the thing. I'm fine with it. I think I it's don't hilarious. See it. Put it away. Like it's fucking gross. So you don't want like penis uh, lollipops or anything of that sort. That's or a glittery bag of dicks. No, fuck you, Mike. Look, listen. If I came, into what Mike's gay place, does not want a bag of dicks? See, uh, see. I'm joking. I don't. I don't. If Mike came in and I had, and he had a fucking giant ass diddle. Out from the night before th- this morning, or just the night before, I would be like, put that away, and I would be. Well, I would never leave. Well, I might if you were <laughs> okay. Over. If he left that shit out and I came over, I'd be I like, would be get mortified. that fucking shit away. It's like, I'd be mortified about that, and you came over because like I don't know him personally. So you're ashamed. I don't of know it. them personally. So you're ashamed of your dildo. No, but I think it's it's it, you're for like of the usage for 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 company. I feel like it's just a, an object that you should not keep out because like mixed company comes over, you don't want to be like, here's my sex toys, right? Like if not, make, I mean, like, I'm sure it would look lovely on this table in front yeah, of us. Maybe I just, like, just put it in the middle as like, yeah, it's you great. Know how you put three candles out, just like put three, three dildos, dildos of it's varying got, size. It's wood and wood. Centerpiece. It's my lovely woodwork and my lovely woodwork. It works. Find fine. me on Pinterest. Yeah, exactly. um, Thanksgiving dildo centerpieces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> will be my latest project. No, I just don't like. It's like maybe just see dick so much as it begins with. It's like let me just see like a vagina every now and again. What? Like it's like mm. have one out, just laying around. I'll be fine with that. Okay, it's just fine. different. So as Mike derailed this, let's bring it. Let's bring it back on the train. Um, so Mike has this conundrum. Oh, my conundrum? What's the conundrum? Oh, okay. I wanted to... That's the segue. That's the segue. <laughs> uh, no, so... I... Perfect All right. transition. All right. <laughs> Mike has this conundrum. So Speak. So this is this is a whole thing that I, I, I'm sure will be a, a hotly contested thing. Um, an hour into the podcast. An hour into the podcast. Which, yeah, this is, this is fantastic, by the way. I really appreciate you coming out here. It's great. Uh, we can do this afterwards. Okay. Well, all right. I'm putting on tape. Um, so I have a really, my, my roommate, um, and I had this debate constantly because he has, uh, works with a trans woman at work, uh, and the, the choice of pronouns, right. And the, the, the social aspects of the pronoun choice, and then also just the choice of pronouns in general. Um, I, I struggle with the, the, they pronoun because I don't quite, I think grasp it. And also I have the issue of the, the grammar issue of multiples. So I was wondering if you could explain the they choice and sort of if if you th- did you did you put a lot of thought into it was it just something like what how did that come about? So when I first came out about two and a half years ago, out of the last closet, um, I wasn't sure what pronouns I wanted to choose, and that was around the time as well that I was thinking like, am I trans? Like, 
how do I live life? How do I go forward? And so I said, let's stick with they and let's see how that works out. <laughs> Does that feel right? Does it feel wrong? Is it going to confuse people? And if it's going to confuse people, I would like to explain it to them because I don't want them to just use they because I asked them to. Okay. Um, And so they, it's been received well. People have certainly been confused, but at this time, I accept he, I accept she, I accept they. I do both. Okay. Like people like at work, people at work, which is the biggest thing I was worried about. My manager is always like, oh girl. When like we're talking, like when we're dissing, like he has no problem saying it. So if he has no problem saying it, I have no problem with it because I want to keep, I want to keep that open because I'm on either side or in the middle or whatever it is. Okay. And so I accept either or, but then I also have to keep in mind that there could be someone that is trans or not trans that could be offended by me saying, Ooh, girl to them or something like that. Yeah. Um, no. So I guess like the, so this is the thing we, we talked about a lot and I fixate on the they, because I guess like the, he, the, he or the, she, I get of picking either one. Right. But the, they, I guess is sort of not gendered. Right. And it's, 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 an, it's an, it's not it. Cause I feel like it is a, Offensive. 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 Yeah, right. Because yeah. it's too removed. But like they is a they is the like less removed yeah, version I think of it. They is also still an addressing someone as a person because they is a personal. Yeah. Thing. And, yeah. And so I think that's probably why. But it I'd... also can confuse people because if you don't know that person identifies as they, when you say they're coming with us or anything, yeah, then you're like multiple people i thought there was only one yeah and that's where i'm like that's, this is the thing where i'm like I'm, I'm all for it i'm all for the choices but personally i struggle with the grammar of it because i'm like it's i have the i you know what i you can be against god you can be against the bible but so part of me has a problem with you being against grammatically correctness <laughs> like and i just it's a thing i have to come to terms with and it's your choice but i'm also like you know I'm, i was, so was curious if it was like you know how you work through that and it was just you know that's also why i shied away from it but i wanted people to feel comfortable if mm -hmm. they wanted to test the waters mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so when i first came out i announced like they and i said if someone grasps onto they and they want to know more about it and they want to figure out how they can grammatically use it without Dying. sounding stupid right. i was all for that not a lot of people asked so i was like it's fine yeah, fine okay. by me right. and so i will tell people they but i will accept either oh, okay they is confusing though i totally get your point yeah. because it throws a lot of people I'm all for it. Like, I like for me, I do f catch myself sometimes where I'm like, oh, this person, they have announced to me that this is how they would like to be addressed. Yeah. Therefore, I'm like, oh, yeah, he, fuck. I'm like, they, every time I'm just yeah. like, you know, having this like response where it's like, no, it's just, just use this term. And it's like, I don't find, I don't have much of a hiccup over that, surprisingly, even from a grammatically correct thing, because I think. As much of like a grammar Nazi I am, and how much I love English as like the like as a language and you how do. we actually use it, that is just like it is. It, it almost comes to like understanding like how gender expression works. It's like it's just a thing that we use as a placeholder for something else that we needed that we as in humans need to use to describe for us to understand what it is. Yeah, and like that's why I think they is like I would like to know more people who use that, and I would use it more often in my vocabulary because it is. It's just like it's just like they're just fucking words. I guess really the thing about it is like, yes, they're fucking words and words do mean things and we should use the correct way. But it's like, don't we shouldn't be giving more weight to some words over others just mm -hmm. because that's historically the words we've been using for something. Yeah. And I, I still I still kind of find the irony in all these conversations being that like what you've basically done here is you've said, 
I refuse to be bounded by one particular box. And we've talked about the large box of like pansexuality, right? But you're basically like, I'm me. I am what I want to be on this day. And I'm all over. I can be all over the place. And like, I can be one thing. And like, I just think it's interesting and it's different. You know, and that's that's why I've had trouble dating because mm-hmm. a lot of people will see that as like I don't know what I want in my life when I don't know what I want in a sense, but I do know what I want. They see that chaos as me not knowing what I want in life. So they're like, why would I go date someone when it's just yeah, bring like, more chaos like, into my life? Not not making a choice to define it is a choice, right? Yes, but like that's, that's the that's, thing. But that's hard for someone to grasp. Where it's yeah. like, yeah. oh, you're making this choice because you don't want to make it. Like not that you want to make a choice, you're making this choice because you're still figuring it out. And it's instead of it being like, it's like not like it's a choice, like you're a fuck up kind of a thing. Like yeah. that's where like I've been in that situation too. Ah, that's just. No, it's, I, I wonder like why people have such a hard time, even in like our LGBTQ community, just have a hard time just being like, oh, you're a part of this community. We're just okay. We accept this. We'll figure it out. Or hey, we were being shitty at this moment. Let's figure it out. Because even like with the dating, I would. I personally would be like, I think I'd feel like a piece of shit if I was like rude to someone who I didn't understand yeah. where they were coming. Like, I, and I didn't understand their process and where, you know, they came from when it's like kind of the same thing that happened to me too. And it's like, I think everyone kind of forgets that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, like, it's just a different thing nowadays. Like, yeah, gay is more mainstream and more ex- relatively more acceptable nowadays. Yeah. But it's like, we just seem to forget. It's like, there was a time where it's like, no, you were that way too. And then it's like, you probably came with his bi at one point did that mm. and then you were just like oh yeah you know i'm just figuring out questioning and too like but that was the end of it for us it was a very yeah. simple thing ours was just our sexuality where other people it's your sexuality your identity your expression it's like now it's this conflated thing that has mm-hmm. become and it's a lot more it's not difficult it's a lot more intricate and that's what like that's it is what we it are totally humans. is we're because i when i when i first start talking to someone i feel the need that i have to much in the same way that someone trans would feel the need to possibly say, Hey, I'm trans. If that's an issue, no big deal. I feel the same way because they naturally will assume that I'm not pansexual. I'm not non-binary. And so much in the same way, maybe four or five years ago, someone who was bisexual would have to overcome that same thing. And so naturally someone's going to assume he's gay or he's bisexual. And for me, it feels wrong to start dating someone or start talking to someone and not at some point say, hey, I'm pansexual and I'm non-binary. If that's not okay with you, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Have you had a moment? Have you ever had a moment where you had to bring that up? Like someone time. you were dating? All the time. How does that go down? Sometimes, most of the time, it's gone downhill drastically. Really? Yes. Because to me, it feels wrong to tell someone that. Like, pansexual, I can kind of push that to the side because it's we've established that we're, like, vibing and we're into each other. Right. But for their knowledge, I think that it helps them yeah. better understand the situation. But then when I have to tell people I'm non-binary, because there are people that call me he, there are people that call me she. Not a lot of people that call me they. So I wouldn't want to be hanging out with my friends and for someone to be like, ooh, girl, look at her. Like, look at that girl. And then them pointing to me and that person be confused. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And so it's like that hard spot between I just want to date you and get to know you. Right. But at the but- same time, I have to get that information out to you. Because if that's not information you like, either you need to have time to process, process it, it and come yeah. to terms with it and ask your questions, which yep. I will answer any question. I will literally answer any question. As we've seen here. Yes. Yeah. 
oh my god, I didn't even think about that. It, it, yeah. it is like, and that was something I was bringing up. I can't remember what I was talking about about that though. Where it's like understanding like the social implications of things. Where it's like it's not really always about like us as a person who's also feeling with these things as well. But it's like when you're bringing it up with like your significant other and how they feel about it in public. Mm-hmm. When it's like, how do I address? How do I, how comfortable do I feel about how you're being addressed differs to how I'm addressing you or mm-hmm. well like how like Mike when you were mentioning like I mentioned that how like being in a poly relationship isn't really a problem for people in the relationship like anything is it's not really a problem with people who are in then who know the people mm-hmm. but it's now when you get to that once removed so it's like the parents or something like that it's like how do you get explained like how do you get introduced and everything like yeah. that it's like that's that other layer that as much as we all want to claim we would like it to go a certain way, we damn well know it's not going to go the way we're thinking. Well, yeah, and I think this is this is interesting. I mean, to another random segue, um, but I mean, like, so I'm I'm in a poly relationship. Uh, I am uh, dating a married couple. Um, we're still kind of in this phase of figuring out what exactly it is. We know like it's something. We I like them a lot. They like me a lot. I feel like it's going to stick together long term. I hope it does. And actually, it's had this this thing of like. Uh, you know, two instances was early on in, in this thing. We've only been dating for a few months now. Um, one of them, you know, uh, brought me out to Pride and introduced me to his friend. And he's like, hi, hi, this is, uh, you know, hi, hi, this is Mike, my side piece. And like, he meant it kind of like, you know, jokingly, jokingly. And then afterwards he felt bad because he's like, you're more than me to that. Like, I, I don't know what to define it. And I felt like that was a little rude. I'm like, I'm fine with it. And I, I'm okay with that in that sentence. Cause it was like, at that point in time I was, because I actually hadn't met his husband and we hadn't progressed into dating both of them. It was just me dating and we were an open thing. Um, but then recently I also, uh, went to a show and, um, you know, the, his husband wanted me to come to the show it was this one woman show. It was really good actually. And, um, it was like, how do we, you know, his parents were there. He didn't necessarily want to hide me, but he was like, how do I tell them? And so we were like, we met on Twitter and we had to make this thing up. I think mostly because at that moment, bridging like, like similar bridging that conversation of being like, oh, this is this person. And, you know, explaining that to someone else was just, we didn't know how to do that. We still don't know how to do that. Yeah. Right? It's I've, I've dated, I wouldn't call it dating, but I went on a date. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was an open relationship. I could be completely wrong about that, but that is definitely an awkward situation because mm-hmm. you you don't know how to explain it. You haven't talked about it before. And I was on the date with the person that I met and his two partners, but oh. then his it was like a whole group of people, but then like his two partners didn't acknowledge me, even though I like tried my best to acknowledge them. Very weird and. They were maybe it was maybe they felt awkward, but they didn't want to like ask me to leave. Right, weird. But they were more a tripod. Tripod. Uh, a thruple. Thruple. Tripod though. I mean, I like that. Yeah. They they Sexual. were they were literally in a triangle most of the time. Triad. Like, yeah, that's the word I think. Triad. No, I was literally literally in a triangle. But yes, yeah. triad. But they <laughs> yeah. were like, but they would literally, literally like they were literally standing in a triangle the entire time. And so I wasn't going to like hold his hand or anything or try to like get in that situation because yeah. it didn't feel right. But it was just so awkward because, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I think there's a level of like, I don't want to, this sounds terrible. A level of like explanation required for like people getting into these like relationships that are like not as mainstream and not as like a don't need to tell me your fucking life story. But it's like if you're introducing like 
it's one thing like make sure these people are okay with it but it's like we should probably like make sure like the social implications it's yes. like hey when you're getting into this you might yeah. be introduced like kind of weirdly until we figure this out yeah. just to, like level set expectations because it's like i've not been in a situation like that and i damn well know i would be like probably okay for like a little bit until mm-hmm. it's like if this is the thing we're doing it's like i want to know where we kind of are kind of a thing. well and this the, i think this thing though is like it kind of goes along with your whole refute like not having labels right and it's that whole thing of like now things become messy because there's no you you take away the easiness of labels right which the easiness of labels is is like if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck it's a duck so i can just look at you and assess you for like a half second or a short period and be like yep this is the person yep. whereas now every person needs to be you need to go through that phase of like figuring you out right sort of feeling what you and, and understanding your specific you know approach to this right yes and uh that's tough yes and i don't want the reason i tell people is because i just don't want someone to think that i'm not really being... really gay what happens is me not identifying with masculine or feminine comes across as i'm a really feminine gay so you don't want to be miss not gendered what is mis- this you're going to be misidentified yes i don't want to be misidentified because like, yeah. there's no problem with being that way there right. is absolutely no problem yeah. but i don't want people to peg me like that's your corner right because that's not it. who you are right. and but it's like it's it's funny to me because it's like that's literally what everyone's gonna it's like the, the simplest thing that we can think of is like what you're gonna what we're gonna think of and go and do because people are just so just like uh i don't really want to bother to know why this person's being this with it's like yeah you sound you're feminine i'm gonna say you're a really feminine gay guy and like and be on and done with it yeah. and it's like well fuck you too bro mm-hmm. like well it's just i mean it's bitch. just i think but like it's just a matter of giving it thought right just I think time like, yeah really and, but it's, I think it's thoughtfulness it's the sense of like it, it changes the dynamic of being like you can no longer just assume about people or you can no longer just right. be like yeah. this That's, you have to yep. give it thought and you have to and the other part about it is like sometimes it's just like you just have to give up on having I don't know why people I mean there's probably an explanation from somebody but like why people are so so stuck on labels right but there's got to be like a psychological comfort to it or it has to be like to go into my like deep intellectual thing here like there has to be a reason for labels. If they yeah. weren't effective for some part of our brain and our cognitive psychology, they wouldn't exist, mm-hmm. right? And like you know, it's quicker. Our brain can only pro- yeah can process so much information quickly. Right. And if you label it, it's just like oh, dog done. Like yeah, yeah. You see, like you instead your of your brain wasted, immediately goes to oh, right. I want I I want a checkbox of right. some yeah. sort, it's and it's to find that it's time to figure out what exactly you're seeing until it's something that it's never seen before. And but the thing is, it's one of those things where it's like you can literally approach this as like a, yep, that is a person with uh, in a relationship with another person. I don't know their particulars. And if I want to learn that, I'll learn that, but I don't need to bother. Like there's that thing of like avoiding quick categorization yes. where it's like, look, they are in a relationship. I will assume I can assume from what I know that they might be in a gay relationship, yep. but I'm not going to, you know, concrete that until I meet them. And otherwise I don't care. And that's right. Right. Exactly. And like, and that's why I stare, not because I'm like judging you because I'm just like, Oh, I can't be that way. Like, that's why I stare mm-hmm. at like when I, the other day I was walking back, uh, walking to the train station to, from work and I saw this gay couple and I was like hardcore staring and I just want to be like I'm one of you <laughs> like that's all I want to say I'm not staring because I think you're disgusting I'm like that's cute as fuck I do that to guys sometimes because I think that like I, I, I will creep at guys and then I'm like do they think like I'm like do they think I'm being weird do they think I'm like yes yeah it's the answer to but that I do that to women too because I'm just like I really like your dress yeah. but I'm like I'm not a creepy straight guy ogling your boobs it's like I care yeah. less about I mean you have nice boobs yeah, but I but, care less about them. yeah but 
Um, I'm I'm taking the reins apparently. No, you're not. Uh, so because I'm, I'm gonna take the reins. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it'd be good to like get your story, uh, specifically the drag story, and then uh, I also wanted to like give you your soapbox to talk about anything in particular about the experience that you want people to know about, or sort of, you know, anything that you would like to get out about your experience and your background of Totes. your life. Totes. Okay. So, I will shut up for a um, while. When I was in grammar school. I met this guy. I'm almost positive his name is Chance. I don't actually like remember all of it. The rapper? <laughs> no. So you, just, <laughs> you just happened to met, meet him by chance. So he was oh brought. In, so he was brought into our classroom, and mm. the teacher sat him next to me because I was I've always been friendly. And so the teacher was like, "Let's um, have this new student like assimilate to everything easier by having." Him oh, so you there. literally sat by chance next to Chance? Yes. Okay. By chance, I got to sit next to Chance. And very clearly, he was different. Um, He was only out of school for a month, so I obviously didn't get to know more about him. But I know for a fact that he had to be somewhere on this LGBTQA spectrum. Okay. And that was, like, my first queer experience because something tells me that he was queer. Um, And I'm pretty sure that we flirted with each other, and I didn't know what it was at the time. (laughs) Is that how that always happens? I don't think we're flirting, but I'm pretty sure we flirted, and then like within the month, he was pulled out of the school. I had no reason why. Oh damn! And so wherever you are, chance out in the world. Thank you for giving me a chance to figure out my life. Aw, aw. I know that was so cliche. I love cliches. (laughs) It's cute though. So chance first relationship, first so then flirting. (laughs) How how old were you? Uh, I don't remember. Um, I was, I believe, in seventh or eighth grade. Okay. So this was fairly young and innocent. You were still like, yeah, not quite, sex was not like quite fully figured out for no, you? No, sex was not full, like, sex was not figured out for me until I left high school. Okay. Like most, I never yeah. went through that like Just horny teenager in high school phase. See, neither did I. Strange, Mike. I, was I did not either. I yes, was such a prude did. in high I school. I did not. How, what? No, I did not. Oh, wait. Never mind. There were tents. Never mind. There were tents. There were there were there were Boy Scouts. There were events in Boy Scout tents. Okay, we're gonna say this for interrobang after that's dark. That's a later. That yeah, it's an interrobang. When dark. I wanted um, hear about, I don't think I'll. Maybe I won't ever. That might be the most to say about was it, it. Because fucking intense. No, I wasn't fucking intense, but it, it was intense fucking. That was your terrible intense pun fucking, that I did. Oh intense my god. Fucking. So, so anyway, so first gay experience. Um, yes. silence, sir. So then, how did that? kind of segue into you kind of like discovering like what was like your first exposure to like pansexuality then like how did you like get into like because like I, that's one thing i realized like about being like it, discovering yourself you're like i know i feel a certain way but i don't know what the word is so that was when i was leaving high school or i'm sorry that was when i was leaving grammar school and going into high school i totally knew that something was so off but i didn't know what it was and I was not confused, but I knew that I wasn't straight. I immediately, I knew for sure I wasn't straight. Okay. Um, at first, I like contributed to the fact that everyone was like dating each other and like whatnot and all that fun. And I was a little prude in the corner, but I was also a fat kid and I still am fat. So in some ways I was like, is it just because I'm not like Everybody dateable, yeah. I guess. No. Um, but when I, so there was this girl named Brittany don't remember her last name i don't remember her at all i haven't had contact with her in years Damn. which kind of sucks oh. um and it wasn't like for bad reasons it was just that like high just school happens apart. and yeah and so in in my first year of high school 
um, she was like talking to me and we were having a conversation and I it was literally in the first week of high school. And so I was like trying to figure out everything and like try to get friends and trying to figure out my way in life. And she was like, so what do you want in a date? Cause we had known each other from grammar school. She's like, so what do you want in a date? She's like, we need to hook you up with someone because she was that, she was that popular girl that didn't want to like, that wasn't going to ignore everyone. She, she was a really nice girl. She was popular, but she also wasn't a bitch. Okay. The rare common gem. The rare gem. Yeah. And so I Never was like, well, I actually don't know what I want in a date. But I know I'm not really into girls. Okay. And she proudly identified as bisexual. Okay. And at the time, I was like, I don't think that's for me. But I didn't know what that meant as well. <laughs> So because like, I was, I don't want this, but I don't know. I was, I was seeing bisexuality through her lens, as a woman. Oh. Because I, d- I had no other frame of reference, and okay. so it was like confusing. That's interesting. Well, that's even like that's not better than most of us. It's like fucking internet <laughs> chat rooms and yeah. trying to discover yeah, exactly. ourselves between. Porn yeah, I wasn't sessions. allowed that. I wasn't yep. allowed that. Remember? Do you remember? Do y'all remember AIM? Yep. Um, I had R-I-P. just died by R-I-P. the way. Yes, I know it did. That's so sad. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I had like four or five different AIM names because all of my, sad my parents gonna go. did not want us to have AIM downloaded. So we would like download it on our computer and it'd be there for a week. And then they would figure out because we all had one computer and they would delete it. And we didn't know how to just like hit forget password and like open a new thing. <laughs> and so I had like seven different ones, but oh I God. never went. I never did that. Really? Yeah. F- that's literally that's cause my I'm a- entire fucking like discovery yeah, process. Yeah, I didn't do I'm- I, chat no. rooms. I didn't do chat rooms. I mean, I didn't really do chat rooms, but I did like internet. Like, that's where I like because I find I like search for information, so like, I seek information. So like, that's where I found all that stuff. It was like there was like back in the day, I can't remember what the hell it was called. It was some like awful teen chat website, and there was like an LGBT section on there, mm-hmm. and I was like just perusing. It was like a cost me like a forum in a chat room, and I was like just peruse all like the stories. They were like. Yeah, I'm like 15, and like I think I'm in love with my best friend, or something, blah 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 blah, or something like this. You know, like stuff like that. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm like, Oh, I like, rem- like I like relate to all of this, and like that was like my, like I got it virtually, and I didn't really have a like actual person that I could be like, be like, Oh, this is what you're feeling. I'm kind of living it through you right now to see how that works, but it's not working for me. It's just like trial and error from whatever fuck I read online. Yeah, I didn't. I read. I read online. Didn't really read about people. I don't think I really had a gay role model i don't really i don't think i had a gay like i guess i did it was like uh, a couple people at work that i know like, but like i didn't have anything i didn't have anybody like like you were talking about like to relate with be like well i see this person she talked about it and i didn't think bisexuals for me or anything even, like that like, even back then that i feel like this just wasn't yeah yeah because like, we're all relatively the same age and like that just is like a like i don't really think that was such a talked about thing back no. then either it, w- it wasn't because a lot of a lot of what so when i came out to people as gay because naturally, like, everyone's going to ask because everyone's, like, trying to figure oh, out, oh, like, let's date around. It's high school. And so, like, one girl, like, I I didn't even know the answer to, like, give her the answer. And so one girl was like, oh, my God. So I found out you're gay. Wow, that's so cool. Because she naturally, <laughs> she was like, she wanted more information. Yes. She thought I was, like, a resource, like, some oh sort of wicked yes, that for it. literally happened to me. But you then, had the so butt her, stuff conversation of, like, I her, never had buzz her first co- Her first question was, like, so wait. So how do you have sex? Oh my fucking god! That's literally how it was. No. Yes. How, how old were you when this was? Like seventeen? Somewhere around there, seventeen or eighteen or nineteen. See, okay. I, Probably seventeen or eighteen. Because yeah. I was out in high school and I was like end of freshman year, so like I was like fourteen. 
Yeah, so that's wild. So was he it, came out was young. I that young? Pretend, I don't know. I, like, I really don't know. I am also younger than all of you because I'm a child. But I'm like six months. Yeah, but I started school a year like ahead of people. I should be in like oh nine, but I'm an waiter. Yeah, you mm. should. Yeah, yeah. So like that's also like I was in I was fourteen freshman year and I was oh and I yeah because you were people and like that's what everyone was telling. I was like, but even yeah back then I was like there was one other gay guy in the school, but it was because everyone knew that he was gay because it was just very yeah. like obvious and flamboyant about it. And it was like that was my first experience too. Right. I was like one of the mm-hmm. only people that I met at my high school yep. that I knew for a fact was out. And I'm like because terrified. he wore makeup and he didn't give a fuck. Yep. And I was like, I will never be you. Yeah. That I mean, that's <laughs> like, interesting. I will never. Yeah. And I guess this forms like my high my high school experience as well is there's always the there's always the ones who never could be in the closet because they just were too like this just was too apparent, right? Right. Where like the way that they presented thrust them into it where they and they would fall into those like I'm gonna wear makeup and I'm gonna be me and I'm gonna be a free spirit and whatever fuck off and uh the same thing. Yeah. So so I was still in high school, um, and I think I had a really supportive atmosphere because I was in this program called AVID and it stands for advanced via individual determination. So it was essentially what a college prep course would be like. Okay. And so every single year I had like that same class with the same group of students and we went from freshman all the way to junior year together. And so I had that really supportive atmosphere where it was like a mishmash of all the different stereotypes of high school. Right. Mm-hmm. And no one gave a fuck about like what you did, what you didn't do. Were you out? Were you not? Were you gay? Were you straight? Whatever. Um, there was this, the teacher for the majority of that experience. Her name was, I, I still call her Miss Pittman, but her real name, her full name is Angie Pittman. Um, and I really want to like, I really thank her and those students for that experience. Because if not, I think high school would have been more harsher on me and my life possibly could have gone differently. If it wasn't for that, like, nurturing experience. And so, like, that experience is not the typical experience that people have in high school. No. It's just, it's just not. No. And I think every single one of those people, like, if I can bring every single one of those people and take them out to an expensive dinner and just say thank you, I would be forever grateful to them. Like, to those people. Because that, like, people don't get that experience in high school. You don't get no. that. You don't get that space where people... All right, just where a, everyone supports everyone where everyone's just like yeah. accepting base level bar none like that's just what it is it's like yes. that because kids well because kids in particular just don't we are not yeah. capable of understanding exactly what everything yeah. that's happening and what's going on with other people's mm-hmm. lives but there are those few select people that are like just straight up like yeah okay whatever this is how you live your life fuck yeah yep. so um so for the first half of my college experience is when i started to become more queer I like pushed myself out there and didn't let didn't let what people wanted to impose on me stick. Okay. So last part of my story is between March 2011 and 2012, somewhere around there. In March 2011, I was dating someone and I wanted to get serious with them and it was going in that direction and I got tired of posting on social media what i was posting whatever i was posting and like my mom being like well why did you post that or like someone would see my post and be like well why did he post that and they would see it as a problem instead of like oh he's in college let him like figure his shit out and so um i just kind of let it be and was like i'm gonna make a new facebook and i made a new facebook with a new name um because i thought that was a wonderful idea because i wanted to do drag eventually okay at some point 
And unfortunately, that relationship did end. It kind of ended on a sour note. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, that sucks. Yeah. But that was that was when it was someone that was trans and they identified as male. And that was like really when I was like, I need to take a good look at what I want in a relationship. I'm wondering, does being open to all different types of people, genders and everything open you up to like these like very like messy kind of like not messy in like the like the derogatory sense but in like a very like complicated way of mixing your sexuality and expression and gender expression with someone else who may be also doing the exact same thing is like does that get like very like so confusing all the time it was it was confusing with that particular person because I was very open with like pronouns and like using things that trans people may find offensive. Right. Um, but I was also very open about that. So it wasn't like I was saying it like thinking, Oh, it's acceptable. And so he, he was born a female. Mm -hmm. So he transitioned. And so I think that we, I was in the transition period of figuring out what I wanted and he was in the trans, the physical transitional period. Right. And then shit hit the fan and it went bad real fast so yeah i guess it's interesting because and so at that point you were in this relationship and you were still trying to i guess to to, to add on to quentin's comment like it must did it get messy because you were playing like each relationship i approach differently and i've had relationships where i am a more masculine or more not no i'm sorry i mean disaggregate them where i'm a more dominant role or ones where I'm a more um, submissive role. Yeah. Right. And so like for me, I always sort of like each relationship is different. It depends on the personalities. And so did it trip you up being like the relationship and that particular way you formed that relationship with this trans man uh, versus, you know, how you thought you wanted to be, I guess like, because you didn't have a clearly defined place to be where you ever just kind of like, what, you know, did you have to break apart like how you felt about yourself versus how you felt about yourself in the context of that relationship? I did because a lot of a lot of what I would do would conflict with what he was looking in a way. And there were also like men uh how would I define it? A lot of trans people have a lot of issues like mental health issues. mental health issues other issues dysphoria like things that have happened in their in their past and so i think that we loved each other but the the confusion of it all made it more confusing does yeah, that make sense it does yeah because you're there's no um because i was open to being like t- referring to myself as she Mm-hmm. but then the person I was dating found that offensive. Intensive. Okay. And so it was one of these things like you couldn't, like there was no anchor. You were, you, yeah, n- neither no of you were anchored anything. So there was nothing for you to like, yeah. You, like you couldn't actually like base, like you need to anchor your point of view from something. Right. And if you had nothing to anchor it, you're kind of like floating around trying to figure it out and you just kind of never yes. get. Yeah. That's just interesting. Something that you really don't, at least I really don't have to worry about thinking about where it's at. Mm-hmm. For us, it is it's just so so weird. Like the whole cisgender thing is like also just interesting because it's like if cisgendered is like you agree with your sex, your your born gen your sex and gender match up, 
then wouldn't we be cisgendered? We're cisgendered, yeah. So we're cisgendered. But yeah. then shouldn't we also then like be looping in like with like even with our sexuality, should that also then be looped in there as well? No, where our just, sexualities are we're cisgendered and we're homosexual. No, I know and I'm saying like shouldn't it be I'm saying like it, that's just like for us it's such like a streamlined process. Like it should that be a diff- like a different thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, like, as a fact, like because like we don't there's nothing for us to confuse there, period at all. It's like all yeah. terrible. And not that all gay people are the same, but it's like we were what are the odds of us, if there are out there, completely that a gay man we're going to meet would prefer to go by she or they pronouns? They that exists. I'm 100 percent saying that it exists. Yeah, it does. Have you not? I'm. Are you con- so, you're confused? Yeah. Wait. 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 So like, wait a minute. A gay, <laughs> this is this is one of those things. This is like this is like that math of being like if you like have you ever done like cousin math where you're like wait this person my aunt's my aunt's son's yes. sister is the and you're like wait yeah you do the math in your head and you're like I logic and you're like who the fuck would that person be right i mean the same thing here where it's like i just don't know that like so a gay man can be i you choose to identify as she yes because the identification has nothing to do with the gender right okay have that's you fine. not see and that, that, see, that no, never no, have you never come across that see but no here's the thing in my head i was assuming that if she was a choosing to identify as she then that was that that a was that was towards... linked that was a signal towards her gender see. And the rest of it, and I was I was sticking the label, uh, so I'm assuming I'm like uh, you can't labels, be gay. See? I was like you can't be gay, but be, and then I'm like, but it makes sense because you're like, yeah, it's just a pronoun, right? So the, it's a gay, it's a gay man that just wants to have the she pronoun. So it's like why it's like and like that's isn't that a lot of drag queens? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that is like okay. Um, you are like apparently not as ingrained in the gay culture as I thought you were. No, I'm not. We talk about this a lot. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. But I think you're right in the sense that we uh, it's like we said, don't it's need more stre- terms. It's just stream. It's so streamlined. Like, again, yeah. like that's something I would never have to re- worry about thinking about. It's like, yo, I mean, okay, I'll call. Some guys will be offensive if you call them, like, girl. Like, hey, girl. I'd say that yeah. all the time. Like, mm-hmm. understandable because but it's like it's not because you're misgendering them it's because they think it's offensive to be called a female right well it's like uh <laughs> it's funny to me because uh, uh my ex in houston he has a, a gaggle of gays and he calls them the girls like they're a bunch of guys but he'll be like oh, i went out with the girls and like they are the girls they've always been that way it's not like a passing thing right and i always find it funny it's an interesting but again because it's just like he's just playing with the gender um but yeah you're right like you uh, yeah again we come back to the whole thing of like it's you're not it's not it's it's very clear cut for us like we have a very clear social, like we don't have a, we have a very clear path. Like that's what that's what I was gonna say. It's like everyone always says, like you know, when you you come out, it's like you can you can write the own playbook as you like because there are no rules at that point. You can have a gay ass wedding where both of you are in fucking gowns for all that matters, and right. no one cares. Or or two women, lesbians get together and wear and married mar- or whatever. They're wearing fucking suits, and it's like you can do that because we have no playbook. But however, the playbook that we kind of trans- transcribe to prescribed to is the one where it's like everything's so streamlined where it's like you're a dude you're a dude we both like these things this works here where it's like we don't have to worry about how we're identifying each other in public or in, or in private right but i think i think a better way to look at it is like maybe not like write your own playbook but it's like one of these things where it's like you can pick one of these 12 playbooks right i'm gonna torture an analogy for a minute but like you can pick I'm one of these tortures 12... right after that yeah yeah i'm just gonna i need i need to get the gif of like uh, i have a gif somewhere of a man of a, like a cartoon man just like swinging a bat at a horse and i love it because it's just beating a horse um torturing analogies uh so like you you have your choice of like the 12 you know the the 12 standard sexualities or whatever you call it you have you have your like you're gay you're bi you're straight you're trans well it's not sexuality you're gay you're bi you're straight right and then you can kind of like pick in there but then you end up i think with pan where it's like 
you basically are like, none of them fit me. Like the 12 off the, this is like the 12 off the rack sizes. You're like, I'm a small, medium, large, extra large, extra, extra large, large, tall, extra large, tall. And then you're like, what if I'm like none of those? What if I'm right? a medium? What if I'm a medium? Because I'm a Or, you know, exactly. And, and I think it's a similar thing though, where it's like, you have this thing of like, now you don't have a, there's nobody who's given a template for you. Nope. No and template. you're kind of off in the rounding error of like, well, I'm here, I'm me, but like, I just, I don't, and I don't fit. think there were ever, there will never be a template of how to be pansexual and or non-binary yeah. because it's what you make of it. I agree. It's what you want. I feel like the rule of pansexual is there is no template. Yes. And that's why every time I talk about it, I always say, this is my experience. It's not everyone's experience. There is no spoon. What? The Matrix. Neither of you. I've watched The Matrix, but I don't think I've ever heard that quote. I'm talking off the mic because I really don't give a shit about what okay, Mike fine. Right Whatever. <laughs> go on. Can I take the reins? Yes, go ahead. Yes. We've a- I've we- it's come up like several times, but we keep getting off track. Yeah. Um. So when I first created this new Facebook, it was under the name Blue More B L U E M O O R E. When I first thought of the name. It was inspired by Pink. Her name comes from the movie Reservoir Dogs. I've never seen the movie, but they're named after they're like Mr. Blondie and Mr. Something. They're all colors. they're all colors. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, well, I like blue because the other option was Blondie. Yeah. And so the two names were Blondie No More, which I was liking, but I was not crazy about because I wanted a um a cheeky name, something like Penetration or like Sharon Needle, something like that, something yeah. And so I said, okay, let's let's do blue more. I like that. It's like a little more tame in a way, but it yeah, still has like meaning to me and meaning to other people. Yeah. Right. And so um Pink, who's her legal name is Alicia Moore. She's uh her last her legal last name is Moore. And so I said, let's take color blue and let's take more blue more. We're gonna put it together. That's what the name is going to be. Could evolve, it could change, it could whatever. And then I made that Facebook and everything was cool. And people started calling me like baby blue and like all these other nicknames. And then someone one day was like, Oh, I get the meaning of it. Like that's dirty. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what is in blue more like blue more men. Like, yes. Okay. He's the yes. only one to get that. I got, Cause I've never, that was, that was the intent originally. It was not. <laughs> okay. It was not. But it just happened that way. And I said, you know what? That's perfect because it's just easy enough to get, but it's not that easy. Yep, because I never, I didn't get it, and yeah, I'm not easy coded... to begin with in any sense. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Christ! And so I was like, "Well, this is gonna work perfectly because I, I was searching for a drag name that was really campy, and I got the camp drag name I wanted." Mm-hmm. And that's how it kind of it it transformed in a way from being just a drag name to who I am, because I started to realize like there's no split between Abe and Blue. It's the same person. It's just that when I'm on stage, I'm perceiving my gender as a woman. And so I, I look I look at drag. Um, people are always like, oh, like, when are you going to do drag? Like, oh, I want to see you come perform. Like, I want to come support you. And for me, drag is not just something like, oh, I'm going to put on a wig and some makeup and like a really cool outfit thing. for one night. Like, yeah. I do drag every day. Like RuPaul says, life is drag. Yeah. And that's the way I look at it. Because life is drag. Because I can wake up in the morning and I can choose to be on either end. Or I could choose to be in the middle. Um, at work, I still go by my legal name. Because I 
didn't know how to work the logistics of that. Right. Yep. On October 11th, um, coming out day, I posted my coming out story that I did about a year and a half ago at someone's event called it's about it's the event is called about women and it's run by someone by the name of nikki nigel i think it was at one of those yes you were at one of those yeah and so if anyone's interested look it up on facebook it's called about women um it's women's empowerment and every so often they have co-ed events and i spoke at the first or second co-ed event that they had I, I have a video of that event because Quentin took a video of it for me. Yes. That's, that's okay. how he remembers that he was there at the event. That's how. <laughs> and every single coming out day since then, I post that online for people to have an open conversation, for people to know about me, for people to judge me if they wish and unfriend me. They can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And this was the first year that I've been at this current job that I'm working at. And I said, you know what? I'm like, I have them on Facebook and my name on there still like says Blue Moore is my alternative name mm-hmm. because Facebook verified me and they made me change my name back to my legal name blah 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 yeah and so i like posted that and that was the thing i was worried about because i said they can either accept me and not give a shit which is what happened or it can kind of in somewhat of a way cause a problem Problem. yeah Mm -hmm. and it it didn't like i tagged people in my work and i was like here it is like this is me well and and what was the reception at work from those people so most everyone commented on it and they liked it to show that they had seen it okay um my manager actually came up to me and was like i read your facebook post like that's really fucking cool and then everyone at work like everyone knows you have like they just know yeah everyone knows but i've never come out and been like hey like i go by blue in personal life but professionally i go by abe Mm -hmm. and i chose abe because i figured when I first got out of college, I was like, this is going to be so confusing. If I'm like, hi, my name is blue. Nice to meet you. L- you know, hire me. Yeah. Right. And then the entire time they're just thinking about why the fuck is his name blue? blue. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Can, can we just have, have them come on from time to time? Who? Blue. Like, Hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, girl. Uh, no, okay. I was going to say like, you, you, this has been great. You know, I, this this is- yeah let's do the recording thing first and then let's let's do the recorded thing what what recording thing so we have the we have <laughs> oh my god words this thing we've been doing i don't the know thing if you've we've noticed been doing for the last, like what, two hours i think the semi unstructured thing it's actually a podcast at some point oh is that why there's a microphone in front of my <laughs> I just, face oh i, I, I just thought we're just hanging some, out Oops. i do some magic Oops. and put it all together and it then sounds yep. like a podcast yep exactly. something like that i think i yeah. don't know you know just working and putting my time away yeah. but i think that is so blue thank you for your wonderful story and time with us we're yeah. gonna move on to our much, latest our excuse me latest our last segment for this episode which is our questionable excitable and again for people who are actually mentioned what this is for people who are listening to the podcast so far who don't know what this is mm-hmm. questionable excitable is a segment where mike and i and guests in this case blue go talk about a questionable and and or excitable thing um you can do one or you can do both i tend to do both um that happened to us during the week or in recent memory because why not it's i like knowing what people do crazy yeah. stuff so blue since you're a guest of honor would you like to kick it off with either your questionable or excitable thing for the week uh, hmm. so let's start with questionable go um my best friend got evicted oh shit from where she lives but she was i hope this doesn't put anyone on blast i'm not gonna say names but she was living in someone's basement apartment because life dealt her cards and she figured out what she needed to do and she got herself somewhere to live and so the 
probably she, I have no clue. She probably didn't know that they got evicted from the house, but she had like less than a month to get out. Oh shit. Ooh. And eviction date was Sunday and she didn't get everything that she needed to. And like, we have been packing and like trying and like, I was trying to make it not stressful on her. Right. Mm-hmm. And so Sunday night we like left and she said she was going to come back for some stuff, but I guess that she couldn't. Yeah. And so two, was it Tuesday of this week? Of, yeah, T- on Tuesday, essentially, we potentially bricked and entering into a home. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, she still had her keys and everything, but, like, there was no power on, and the people who lived in the house didn't tell her, like, they didn't give her the details. Yeah. So, like, she she didn't know. I only assume that we broke and entering. Oh, did a B&E. Um, yeah. But it was, it was very, it was exciting in a way because i've like never done anything like that <laughs> yeah but i'm like yeah. it's all with my best friend and so we're in her basement apartment at like 9 15 at night oh, Jesus. oh my god and there's no electricity and so i have my phone she has her phone and we're going through her place like just trying to get some random things that she left behind right that she wanted to take but was like if i don't have space i don't have space and kind of came to terms with that and and I'm like, I don't get. I'm like, I don't care if you think you may or may not want it. Like that's your possession. Just we're taking, taking it. it. Yeah, that's exactly. yours. And so we're walking around her apartment and like taking things and like taking them out nice. of the house and. Nice. Yes, I would totally do the it was, exact same thing. Yeah. It's a it was, Bonnie and Clyde. It moment. was very interesting. And I also, I also was like trying to make her laugh, so I would like pull random shit out and be like, "Do you want this?" When it was very clearly garbage. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, just make a joke out of it and like make yeah. it fun. Yeah, totally we broke we broke a we broke a lamp on the way out because it was on purpose. No, so it was it was broken. Oh, but we didn't know it, and so it was one of those like tall lamps. And so oh, yeah. I went to like grab it on both ends, but then when I grabbed it, it still came apart and it oh, yeah. like broke in half. No way to fix it, and so Oops. I dragged it back down the stairs into the basement, and I was like, I was like, "Welcome home, sweetie. I have a homecoming gift for you." And I like dragged the lamp in in the dark through the house. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "What? What's wrong?" And I'm like, "Here you go. Here's a lamp." And I'm holding it, it's but it's like, like the bottom dangling. part is on the floor, the top part is in the air, and the cord is in the middle, dangling. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh my god. What about y'all? Yeah, so, Mike. Go to continue the car saga. Um, oh Jesus. Uh, my questionable and excitable thing of the week is this this giant ass SUV I'm driving at the moment. So my brother was nice enough. He um, his wife commutes to the city through the loop, so she doesn't use a car. They had a second car they'd barely used in like three times in the last six months. So he's like, you can just take that car for a couple of days, you know, if you need to drive around or anything. And um, it's a it's a pile of it's it's a it's a shitty car. It's got 160,000 miles on it. And like what I thought was dirt was literally the paint being like rubbed off from like the tree sap from being under a tree. The so like it's the Mazda. <laughs> yeah. And like, you, you knew. You're like I knew the exactly Mazda. what car was. Uh, so. Um, so I have to go to a wedding next week and my, I'm driving my friend around and I was like, all right, my insurance covers, my, my, my insurance will cover a rental car. I'll just go get a rental because why not? And then I'll give the Mazda back. So I thank my brother, gave him some money for gas, went to the rental place Saturday and they close at like noon. The enterprises all close at noon on Saturday, Sunday, they're not open. And I didn't want to deal with it Monday. So I was like, all right, fine. So they were like, well, $50 a day will get you basically any rental car in the enterprise free fleet at the insurance rates. He's like, what do you want? And I'm like, well, what do you have? And he goes, well, we only really have like SUVs. So I'm like, okay, I'll take like a medium or a large crossover thinking like a Ford Escape or like a 
maybe a, maybe a Dodge Durango. I didn't really want an SUV, but I was like, you know, whatever you got. Yeah. He's like, we have an expedition. And I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm thinking of the Explorer, right? I'm not thinking of expedition. Because you're a dumbass. And so he is like, all right. And then they wasn't at this location. So I had to drive out to like somewhere at like Irving Park way out west a little bit past 90 on in the city and um i get there and it is an expedition el which is the extended edition which is 15 inches longer than the expedition suv which is already massive, massive. Yeah. to begin so with. this thing is a seven passenger no sorry eight, eight. passenger three row suv with a like cargo area behind the third row so you're driving a limo around basically. I'm, I'm driving yes. a, a limo yeah Basically, Just one person. I, yeah, for one person. <laughs> How fun is that parking? In uh, it's oh, it's been. Uh, I have a picture, which this gets to my second thing of the week, which is I have a picture of me parallel parking this, and I sent it to my friend, and I'm like, I am a parallel parking god because literally, like, there was like six inches on either side. Uh, and my friend Caesar, who I'm going to call out because my friend Caesar is, uh, really witty, and he is the only person I know who can like make a dick joke without ever saying dick or penis like he always will just out of nowhere like pull one out that's like how the hell did uh, you even he will like, pull one out yeah uh. yeah but he was like oh this seems like you it's big and black and it's fit in tight spaces and i was like fuck you caesar because <laughs> i i was like god damn it this is the thing he does where you're just like you don't even see him coming it's just god damn it don't even know uh so it's uh, too easy what? It's too easy. So it was, it's just, uh, it's it's been my questionable and excitable because here's the thing about it. I will never have an SUV this big because you know my penchant for small cars, Quentin. Like I I wanted a Fiat 500 forever. You like, never mind, too easy. Yeah. Continue. Uh, But I kind of love, I kind of love this thing. It's pretty great. I want to like haul around things and go do butch things in it because it's got a twin turbo V6 and four wheel drive. Calm your boner. You want to do bush things? Yeah, it's, I just want to like calm your boner. I want to like I want to drive over something. What? What the fuck? Is I want to like I want to like take a curb or like go up a hill or something because like this thing has like low range. You could do that and have fun in my car. Yeah, like, I've ran up on the curb several times and never yeah. had a I hole still in my tire. Yeah, exactly. Terrified of doing that in my car. Well, yeah, because you yeah, but you like what this kind of car is, do you have? I have a Jeep Cherokee. Oh, okay, so that won't survive anything. No, mine will. Mine has the nice. <laughs> mine has like the. I have about the same ground clearance as that. Yeah, so fucking giant this ass. This is. Bitch. I got in this thing. He's like, well, this. I think. I think mine has more ground clearance. Like, I think he was feeling threatened by the size of my truck, and he. Needed oh, trust to, me, like, I'm not threat. I'm no size. No capabilities. Yes. Uh, okay. Where big people think they can do things, or big <clears throat> things think they can do things better than others. So, <clears throat> so. yeah, that was my uh, questionable, excitable for the week. That's absolutely hysterical and awful that you think you're going to become a suburban soccer mom so i have two that are really quick my questionable thing is letting mike access to the twitter because his dumb ass tweeted not once but twice, twice. from the in, <sighs> the interrobing twitter account personal shit Uh-oh. one of them was worked out well i was and i'm good and i've given you props for that okay the second one was him taking a picture of this for said fucking APC vehicle, <laughs> fucking people mover, just being like, I'm driving this thing around for the day. And I was like, is this what you really meant to put on our Twitter? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. You're trying to attract like the car gays, the gay car lovers. I, I don't know what you're trying to do here. But I swiftly was like, Mike, you know, you did this again, right? He's like, fuck, God damn it. So I was yeah. like, I'll delete that for you, you child. And my excitable thing is also nerdy. Um, to all the punk-loving folks out there, uh, 
Chicago band Knuckle Puck released their out, which I am claiming as the album of the year, Shapeshifter, last Friday, and I purchased two versions of the vinyl because one's a limited limited edition version in highlighter yellow. There's only 500 copies of it available, and I have one of them. And the second one is just the regular retail version. So I have the other one just literally sitting away in my little like. You better frame that. I'm gonna fucking mm-hmm. frame it because it's first of all, it's my favorite fucking album that I've listened. I've been listening to this thing for like every day. And so everyone, check them out. Knuckle puck, get into vinyl. Hit me up because they're cool as shit. So is that it? That's it. Roll credits. And scene. Thanks for listening to Interrobang. Chat with us on Twitter at Interropodcast or send us an email, interropodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram at Interropodcast. That is I-N-T-E-R-R-O. I hope you know how to spell that. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you find amazing podcasts like these, we're on that bitch. Um, also, let us know what you think about the podcast episode. Rate us, review us. Give us some stars. I don't know. Send us a fucking like carrier pigeon. Just let us know how you think. Mm-hmm. Um, and leave us, a, leave us a review. So those are the things we want to thank Blue again for coming to the thank podcast. Thank you very much, Blue. And, it was fun and actually dealing with whatever the fuck we do that we call a podcast because this isn't a podcast. This is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> this Pretty is much. audio bullshit. So with that, hey Mike, hey Quentin, what's the holiday? Happy Nut Day. I'm not saying anything else about that. It's fucking gross. Because everyone knows exactly what he means. Is it like nuts? It is like nuts. Like the peanut, the peanut lobby has made it a day or something like that. The peanut lobby. I mean, I like nuts. To get this out. National Nut Day is observed annually on October 22nd. This day is not about the neighbor that lives down the street or the crazy coworker. It is a food holiday that celebrates a healthy and nutritious snack. So get your mind out of the gutter. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. That's how I get to know what guys are into. Just coming in. They're, it's like an Look at your artwork. It's like one of those like Roshark tests. Like so you're going to have in. like a George O'Keefe and somebody looks like a penis and then be like, which one are you attracted Not to? Not even. Just <laughs> just just a George O'Keefe. And if like, they walk in, they're just like, oh, I really like that. And I'd be like, as a piece of art, or you like the vagina? <laughs> so, you know, okay. i got to just test them. All right.